What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave, and our special guest, Dennis Lopez. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dennis. Everybody excited this morning? Yeah. Seems I'm, like a slow start for me, Jim. I don't know. Man, I'm pumped. <laughs> Good. I'm, I hope, I'm hope you catch some of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the Pledge of Allegiance, and then uh, we can get into some things. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of the United States, States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, God is liberty and justice, justice for all. Wow, Dennis, you are a fast pledger. <laughs> I, was, I was flying through it. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is a race. Holy cow. <clears throat> As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs, it's just our opinion. Episode 52, and maybe why this is this is why I'm so pumped up. Episode 52 had 609 downloads. 609, That's wow. just crazy. So the cool thing about that, it is the number one listen to podcast that we've got, but it broke the record in the first 36 hours. So I don't know. I don't know what Lauren did or what happened or if it's the money or a combination of a few things. <laughs> Could be the catchy title. I don't know, but it worked. So. The money can only affect who works here, right? Right. So you're you're looking at 150 unless all spouses. So well, then you're talking 300. Well, 150, and I know four people that don't listen. So let's go 146. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to expose some more people this week, right? No doubt. Yeah. So we are at 18,681 total downloads with 145 followers. Wow. So that's yeah, awesome. It was a good day. Or a good week for a podcast. So Thank great, you, Lauren. Yeah, great job, Lauren. She was a great guest. She was. Got some good positive feedback. There was one comment on our uh, Podbean account that said, cool. And it was from, uh, oh, some detail crew. I'm sure it's one of Lauren's friends. And it was just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Dennis, are you prepared today? Did you bring a dad joke? Definitely do. I'm more than ready. Oh, well, since you're so, you are more ready than I am, so go ahead and kick it off. Well, I'm going to start with a quick question. Um, so when I first got here to the United States, I got a dog, and I asked my buddy, I was like, hey, man, how do you say or what do you call a place where you take your dog to get checked? And then he was like, well, veterinary. And I was like, are you sure? He was like, nah, man, he is supposed to be Doc Tar. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to look for the Doc Tar. <laughs> my dog. Yeah, that funny. is funny. That's a good one. I like that one. That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> this isn't my dad joke, but you know where boats go when they get sick? Just because you're talking about <laughs> To the dock. <laughs> to the dock. <laughs> to the dock. <laughs> Should have oh. got that one. Yeah. Uh, man. Man, Jam, that's as good as mine because I was, like I said, I was kind of struggling this morning. So I looked up bad dad jokes. They're all bad. <laughs> they, were, they were all bad. Yeah, most of them that were on there were the ones we've done already. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. So did you guys hear about the fire at the shoe factory, though? Seriously. Oh, man. Nope. No. And there was 10,000 souls lost. Oh, you, know, you know who, who the police think started it? Who? Cool. 
couple of heels. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Come on, that was a bad dad joke. Yeah, no, that was so rough, it was good. <laughs> that joke made me sad. <laughs> Soup, what do you got? Well, I I wasn't prepared, so I didn't I didn't have one handy. I didn't have time to look it over. So I went into some old ones that I had. I didn't like any of them either. So um, <clears throat> I'm not really up on modern music, but why does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella? <laughs> why does Snoop Dogg? <laughs> That's a good one for you. Well, I know we've done like the 50 Cent and the Ice Tea and different yeah. stuff like that. Uh, Snoop Dogg use an umbrella. And this is way over my head, but for Drizzle? <laughs> for shizzle yeah oh man oh, that's actually really good that is, is good yeah. Dave. yeah Dave's telling jokes he doesn't even understand <laughs> <laughs> and knocking it out of the park right it's uh, the delivery that is hilarious well I've got two I heard one this morning and I don't know if it's a joke or a magic trick but do you guys know how to turn 40 bucks into 400 hmm Nope. Put 40 bucks in your gas tank and drive your ass to work. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Isn't right, that one but, of our topics down here, Dave? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, all right. to work. Here's my joke, though. A man walks into a bar, and it's empty. It's just him and the bartender. He sits down and orders a drink. Just then, he hears someone whisper, Psst, I like your tie. The man looks around, but he doesn't see anyone. Psst, that color looks nice on you. He asked the bartender, excuse me, but are you speaking to me? The bartender rolls his eyes and says, no, sorry about that. It's the peanuts. They're complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh, man, Jeff, you don't have a chance, buddy. I know, mine's pretty good. uh, (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Right? Guy's getting ready to go on his hunting trip, and uh, his wife is upset. She's like, you don't ever take me to do anything. I'm going with you. He's like, honey, I promise when I get back, I'll, I'll take you somewhere. We'll go do something. She's like, no, I'm going to go hunting with you. He's like, really? I, I just don't think this hunting thing's for you. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to go hunt with you. He's like, all right. So he grabs his spare, spare tree stand, and he sets her up in the woods. And he goes probably about 100 yards away. He sets his stand up, and he's just chilling there and enjoying his day. All of a sudden, he has a shot. Boom. So he climbs down and goes running over there. And when he gets there, his wife's got her rifle pointed at a cowboy. And the cowboy's like, listen, lady, I don't care. You could take the deer you killed. I just want to take my saddle off of him. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's funny. (laughs) New employees. Oh, Dave, who'd we have start today? I'm not in the know. Brianna Baldridge. Brianna Baldridge. Welcome, Brianna. Today's her first day. Yep, welcome. That's awesome. And she is training with uh, V, Veronica. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Man, V's come a long way. She's been here a year, just over a year, not that much Mm -hmm. over. And uh, she's already a trainer. And, man, she's just been doing a great job. And hopefully uh, Brianna does the same. Yeah. Brianna? Bree. 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 Didn't oh. she? Didn't she train Alonzo for like a year though? Yeah. I mean, she, had, she had like practice. I don't know how long they've been married. I think it's been longer. <laughs> She's been training him a long time. Uh, Are we all kind of in training when it comes to that? Uh, I'm still every day is boot camp. Anniversaries, we have none. So, 
Aww. Wasn't a good week for hiring. <laughs> it will be this time next year. We can well, celebrate right? Brianna. We'll, we'll celebrate Brianna. Bri. Yeah. I thought Bri. it was Bri. No, we're already botching the name. Sorry about this, Bri. <laughs> Birthdays. We do have one birthday, and that is Sebastian Seabass Coronado. Nice. <coughs> His birthday is today. Today, yeah. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday, Seabass. Yep. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Seabass. I ran into Seabass at Skate City one day. Why he and I were both there is none of your business. <laughs> no, as long as you didn't go together, Jazz. <laughs> that's, that's a good dad joke. Uh, yeah, he was walking out with his kids. I was walking in with Bella. I think Ace was there too. I can, no, maybe it was just Bella. I can't remember. Anyway, that was pretty cool. So I asked him, I was like, do, do you skate? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. <clears throat> Family birthday celebrations. Ah, we got a big birthday tomorrow. I hope you're prepared, BD. Janet White and Anissa Carrizosa, which is Nat Bisignano's uh, significant other. They're both having birthdays tomorrow. So happy birthday, Janet and Anissa. Ah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Janet. Happy birthday, Anissa. Got some big plans for tomorrow, Dave? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> got a birthday card that she found while cleaning out our closet. Oh, sweet. From I don't know when. 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. That hasn't been used. So nice. she set it on my dresser and was like, hey, you can give this to me <laughs> Thursday. And I'm like, okay. Hand. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a business card with a helicopter on it. <laughs> Just as a reminder, this is the things you used to do. Oh, funny. Which makes it easy for you. Yeah, um, right? I always have to tell Jackie, um, I got to stop at Walgreens on my way home tonight. <laughs> uh, Mother's Day, I always wake up and go to Walmart. <laughs> oh, man. Shout outs. Uh, I think this was your shout out, Brother Dave, but you want to give shout out to Rick Colleen? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those of you that were able to make it by Saturday for his burritos, <clears throat> man, they are they are definitely to die for. His green chili, he gave me, uh, well, he was trying to con me into eating two, and there was just no way possible. So I had one, and I was like, I tell you what, I will take one home to my son. And I said, if you want to make it two, I'll give one to the wife, too. And, man, he made two burritos up. He had some to-go packages and then gave me a whole Tupperware bowl full of his green chili. Oh, wow. We're still eating the green chili. I mean, they finished off the burritos that day when I got home. And uh, his green chili is awesome. So, Rick, thank you. It was was a fantastic outing. I got here late, so I didn't get to see everybody that was in front of me. But uh, there, got to say goodbye to Serge last week. And uh, Vic was there. And... uh, Oh, gosh, a couple other guys, so that was Rick. all I saw. Oh, Vic Ochoa? Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> so yesterday I got a call from my buddy, my buddy uh, Trevor, TJ, and uh, he's like, hey, man, one of your trucks is on I-25, and I grabbed my pen, and I'm like, oh, great. And he's like, uh, he's the most courteous driver I've ever ran across. So I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I was like, well, did you get a truck number? He's like, no, and he's telling me where he is so i pull up sam sorry it's 0040 and miguel um dedios or dedios is driving it so i'm like oh wow that's awesome gave miguel a, a shout out on the radio and then uh <clears throat> i don't know a couple hours later joanne comes up to me she's like you know or she texts me she's like tj just said 0040 is doing a great job so i'm like yeah we just got a calling on him like two That's hours awesome. ago so this guy's just driving around town making jfw look amazing he's just cruising around showing off yeah that's I, outstanding and you know how he shows off by just doing the right, right thing doing like, it right i i give i give other 
truck space. I don't care if the JFW. I'm courteous to everybody. Yeah. Because that's what my friend Trevor called. He's like, yeah, I was watching him, and another truck was trying to merge over, and he backed out of it, and a guy came over, and he's like, it was just, I've never seen that before. Nice. So, yep. It's funny when you do it right that you stand out. We've yeah. talked it's, about that, right? It's yeah. not the norm. It's that's not the norm when you're doing yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. sad, isn't it? <clears throat> one yeah, of well. my one of my favorite quotes from you, Jim, is sometimes all you got to do is stand out. Is just do it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. What do you think about that, Dennis? The professionals behind. Yeah, that's all about. Absolutely. Is that how you go down the road? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Like, is it Stingray? I drive fast, take chances? Yep. Right? Go fast, take chances. <laughs> Talking about looking good, Steve Jackson, big country. BC. He, he's got shout outs every week, and he's so passionate about them when, when he tells me about them. So, anyway, he called, and then he uh, texted yesterday. He says, yeah, this is a shout-out to all that worked on Saturday. I was coming back from Golden, headed towards Aurora, and a sea of red trucks making the highway look good. Y'all keep up the great work. So Nice. Guess we had a little Sweet. convoy going. Of course, we're proper following distance, you know. So. Yeah, Tell you what, what, don't you think the cameras have helped that? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've gotten a lot of feedback that it's not that they, well, I guess you, they don't come right out and say, but I don't like the camera. That seems to be the topic. But then you go, do they make you better? And everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> every every <laughs> single so person. Right? So right? True. It's been down that road. Ha- yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm better but, with that. Yeah, but I didn't want to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to look. I didn't want to stand out. That goes against everybody else, doesn't it, Jim? <laughs> oh, uh, pretty cool. Uh, well, speaking about the cameras and Facebook, because that's where I'm going. But we did. I threw up Johnny Beret. If you haven't seen... The Johnny Beret incident. Jump on Facebook. I think I might have put it out on. Yeah, I put it out on Paycom as well. Oh, okay. Johnny Beret had a near miss. What was it in the canyon? And uh, I, was that the canyon? No, no, no. He was. I want to say he was on seventy six. He was on an interstate highway jam. It was three, oh, yeah, 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 it was yeah, three yeah, lanes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one in the camera was. Uh, that was Manny. Manny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got confused. Yeah. In the canyon. So, yeah, so Manny. Johnny's looking in a side mirror and he sees this car like swerving behind him. Yeah. So he like just dips towards the shoulder and then the car, it looks like he bounced off his front wheel, right, which right. he didn't. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it was just a, a close call. But yeah. yes, I posted that and uh, a couple people got on there, like two different people like, oh yeah, we use Samsara. It's great. One guy was the first company to have Samsara cameras in Colorado. So <laughs> watch out. <laughs> but yeah, we got some good feedback on that. And then uh, <clears throat> got a, a message or a comment from Sam. I'm going to say Dillsaver. Sam Dillsaver. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Sam, I apologize. But anyway, he wrote, I love seeing Heidi Ganahl and Joe O'Day stickers on your trailers. The podcast is awesome. So thank you for that, Sam. So I messaged him back. I'm like, well, how'd you come across our podcast? And he said, I've seen you guys all around Denver for as long as I can remember, and I follow this page. So I decided to give a podcast a listen. I'm an over-the-road truck driver myself, so I listen while I'm driving. I think that's awesome. That like, is. That's yeah. That's great. Sam, if you're ever looking for a local job, you never know. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. But until then, thanks, man, for the feedback. Yeah. yeah thanks for the feedback. Thanks yeah. for being engaged. Thanks for saying something on, on our Facebook page. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, he sounds like our culture, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, right. He's, he's, he, it sounds yeah. like he's probably out there doing it right. He yeah. So there's. So he likes there's, Heidi Ganahl? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like him for that, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, Hopefully, he can talk ten thousand people into voting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, I just want the it, it bring something up. Uh, last, I guess, because it's gotten darker and darker, you know. And then we're going home in the dark right now, yeah. and then you know, driving in in the dark more and more. And uh, you know, speaking of this gentleman, speaking of Sam. You know, we, we talk about our, our brotherhood or our sisterhood and our culture and stuff like that. I've kind of noticed a, a weird culture and just want to mention it on the on the podcast that it just it's just it's weird. But there's a bunch of the the older trucks driving around mm. that like the new thing is to drive with your brights on the double headlighted Pete's uh-huh. and freight liners huh. and the head the, they're on brights. Really? And there's a, like a culture of trucks that's doing that. And- and they've put in the those bright ass LEDs. LEDs? Yeah, yeah instead of you almost squint in the daytime. Yeah, looking at them. Yeah, yeah and it's just kind of that doesn't that's not a good rep for the trucking industry right. or for our culture or for for other drivers. You know, it's back to that cigarette thing that I've mentioned so many times on a license plate on a mm-hmm. on a Marine. Right. You know, and I, I don't know what that I don't know how that's cool with the double headlights on and bright. I just uh. you know, and just really noticed it with it being dark out there. That you know that. Doesn't give us all a good look. Trying, trying to be better. Yeah, I'm surprised that's the thing. I mean, I get people leave them on by accident, and I mean, you know, the, the headlights on the Jeep are pretty bright, but that's how they work, right? Well, nowadays, <laughs> you know, people's low beams are brighter than the high beams were years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, here's something to think about too. And I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt my arm here and shoulder and give ourselves a pat on the back, but you know, in the years past, we have received tickets. For coming down from Fry's Quarry, going through the tunnels without any headlights on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with all the updated equipment, we have daytime running lights, mm. right? So every piece of equipment we own has a daytime running light. So the minute you come down through the canyon, you don't have to turn your lights on. You don't have to do anything. We have our lights automatically on. So we've yep. taken you out of any danger, mm-hmm. you know, and made it safer to clear through those tunnels. Yep. So. I like it. Yeah, and then I guess we can mention it now uh, with Sam talking about it. Next week is is voting, right? The eighth, Dave. That's the yep. the day we need to vote. So again, we want to spark that conversation for six hundred nine listeners. Jam, is that <laughs> six hundred nine downloads? Six hundred nine yeah. downloads. So hopefully they listen to the whole thing, and you all know somebody. Each each one of those six hundred nine people, you have to know somebody, or you know two other people, or hopefully they know somebody. So when you talk about ten thousand, Dave, how many? How quickly can we get to ten thousand? And you know, I'm not asking you to go run out. I don't want to force you to go out and hide, uh, vote for Heidi Ganell or, or Joe O'Day. But we have to have the conversation of go vote, and and that's yeah. what that's what I'm after. Yeah, go vote. You know, but before you go vote, do a little bit of research. Look at the deals. You know, Dennis, you were talking to us earlier. Um, about you know the commercials and and it's yeah. not it's not really about the issues that we're faced with you know uh, uh, no matter how you feel about abortion and I, I don't want to go down that that's such a personal issue but there's inflation there's the cost of fuel there's a cost of groceries there's there's the uh, interest rates that we're all faced with trying to buy you know us trying to buy new trucks anybody trying to buy a new home you know buy ple- anything yeah p- please please look at your candidates. You know, but talk, have a conversation with a friend that that friend will have a conversation with somebody else and, and let's be proactive. Let's be a, let's be a state and a community. I mean, we talk about a brotherhood. The trucking industry is a pretty big brotherhood, Uh, sisterhood also. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, you know what's cool about the whole vote thing, Jim, is I'm so proud of everyone that we've talked to here. I've helped a few people register to vote, and then I've actually had several people come and ask about, because I had mentioned on the podcast about a voting guide, and it's it's a guide. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not telling you anything, but to give them the guide and help them through that situation. And then just how many people have come to me and been like, hey, this is the first time I've ever voted. And it's only because you guys have been talking about it. Right. I mean, we have at least half a dozen people that I know of that it's their first time they've ever voted that work here. And I'm just I'm just so proud of that. Right. You know, right. it might right. just be half a dozen people, but we're affecting lives, right? We're, we're getting people to think for themselves and, and, and be part of the bigger picture. Yep. Yeah, one of my, my closing thoughts, Dave, is, is can you make a difference? And, and we've made a difference, and hopefully that person will make a difference. Right. You know, and we, when we talk about voting our lines or, you know, trying to tell somebody to go vote for Heidi or something like that, and we've, we've done the research, we've, we've spoken with her, you know, we think that's the best choice for Colorado at this point. That's our opinion. We think that. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave just had dinner with uh, a couple other candidates, uh, Adams County, running for Adams County Commissioner, and, and his wife or significant other and we were talking about dave was talking about party lines i hope i don't mess up the story but um what's broncucci's first name she's the coroner dave oh i can't think of her name she's anyway she's, she's been the coroner for eight years right and she's she's the active coroner for adams county and she is a, a democrat as yes. far as i know yeah. and uh <clears throat> You know, they those the other two, the couple are are Republicans, and they said no, you have to vote for Broncucci. You know, no matter what her her uh, affiliation is, she rocked it when she stepped in that office. You know, she one of their stories is she went in and immediately painted and decorated the room where people view their family members, mm -hmm. and cleaned it up and made it a special place. Right, and everybody's like, you know. Who who does that? Who thinks of that? She did. That's the kind of person she is. No matter what her party lines are, right. you know. And, and then I understand that, you know, she got feedback from the commissioners, her her bosses, I guess, if you want to look at it. That she, Our current Adams County elected officials, right, right. <laughs> that you can't do that. She got in trouble for decorating and painting the office where you where you view your possible loved ones or i mean could, how could why be, do you who could gets be off saying that you can't do that right dave you know i mean there was no approval dave because it's a city job you know blah 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 or county job you need you needed approval and she didn't she didn't ask anyone she did the research and is like hey this is more calming you know this right. we need to nurture every person that's in here they could be viewing the loss of their child their mother their father their sibling whatever the case may be. And she went in and wanted to make everything she could the most peaceful situation that could possibly like be. Non-clinical. Like right. Yeah, yeah. Non exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and these two, you know, it's it's uh, Sean Forrest, who's running for Adams County Commissioner, and Bridget Grimm, who was the uh, treasurer for Adams County from 2010 to 2018. And in the big blue takeover in 2018 she lost her job to lisa culpepper who by the way can't find 272 million dollars as the current adams county treasurer she claims it's there but no audit is is aware of it you know what i mean I, they do believe the money's there but 
the audits, she's not allowing an outside company to come in and audit. So now the Adams County commissioners are suing her. She couldn't defend herself because Adams County can't sue themselves. Mm. So it went to the Supreme Court, Colorado Supreme Court. Colorado Supreme Court ruled in, in Lisa Culpepper's favor and said, no, your company needs to provide you a lawyer. So now we have Adams County suing Adams County. And we're all paying for it. Whoever lives in Adams County, congratulations. Right. I hope you voted, and I hope you voted for change. <laughs> and if <laughs> you haven't voted, say. you got just a couple days. Yeah, you, it's not too late to register, and it's not too late to vote. If you live in Adams County, please do so. You know, I really believe that they should just make a forum for, on, between the, the families. And check that out. Mark, what you believe, check the candidate. Do you stand for that? No. And then you... Go based on that. It's that simple. You just got to make a, a form, check the candidate, know what they stand for, know what they believe, and make a decision on that Yeah. before making it on, on, on one decision, I would say. for Because as we know, we, there's a bunch of news that is not really important out there. Or true. Yeah. Or true. true. I mean, the, I'm going to tell you guys, the majority of almost all the commercials on TV right now are from the opposite side. You know what I mean? And yeah. and just so everyone knows, that's called dark money. When you see a commercial for a candidate, unless it says, like if it's a Joe O'Day commercial for Joe O'Day, he's going to say, I support this commercial, Joe O'Day, right? He made that commercial. He supports it. He approves it. If he doesn't say that at the end of the commercial, that's not his commercial, uh-huh. whether it's for or against him. And the majority of the things that are that are against him, and, and I mean all of them, and it goes on both sides, right? The Republicans and the Dems. That's how they sway things. But I mean, the <laughs> you know the whole abortion thing. It's so controversial, and you know, like Jim said, I don't want to talk about it. I, I he doesn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But it, these candidates are forced to, right? Well, the commercials you see for Joe and Heidi. I mean, I know for a fact we have been to a couple fundraisers for Joe. He doesn't believe in abortion, but they leave out the part that he says after seven months. Mm. You're carrying a baby that's seven months old. That's when he doesn't believe in abortion. I think if, you know, and and again, I don't want to get into it. That's just what he says. That's a whole different commercial than the commercial. They just say he is against it, doesn't believe in it, but they leave off the part after seven months. They don't even show it on the commercial. Right. I guess that's my point, you know. And that same thing with Heidi, you know, I mean, and, and these are the things, yeah, it, again, ah, it's a rough, it's a rough sport, man. Uh, Politics is a rough sport. Yeah, and they get to paint any picture they want. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to put a little trees here and we'll put a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They just paint this picture to get you to think what they want you to believe. Right. And, it's like, <laughs> and then they play it and play it and right. play it and play. And, you know, I mean, pretty soon you're like, oh, oh I'm not going to vote for that person. Right. He's the devil. Right. Yeah, it just. You know, working on the new building at Yard 23 and the conversations me and Dave had and this conversation, what you just said, Jam, it kind of reminds me of, oh, look at that landscaping out front. That's just beautiful. You walk in the place, though, and it just absolutely sucks. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how the, the politics are, it seems yeah. like. You know, um, I really believe that when a politics doesn't really talk about the real issue that we live in right now and they're hiding against this sentimental belief which is they're good but i really think that we have more imposter stuff going out inside 
on outside and they, they don't want to talk about it so that's right. a sign too right that you gotta yeah. see i agree <clears throat> i was driving home last night i called my mom and she's like oh i, I listened to the podcast yesterday until it got political then i turned it <laughs> off and i love my if you ever met my well jim you met my mom yeah she don't look like she's my mom <laughs> Our belief systems are different, right? <laughs> but she's an amazing mom. I'm like, Mom, but did you hear the interview with, with Lauren? And she's like, no, I didn't know there would be an interview. I just, you know, I always listen until it gets political, and then I turn it off. So, Ma, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> just, as soon as you go through this piece, we're going to be talking to Dennis about some really good <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, good, good stuff. <laughs> yep, so get out and vote. My mom's actually, oh, wow, this podcast is turned about my mom. She sits on the board of directors, and they're having an election. And Oh. Yeah, she's been three years. Her term's over, so she needs to be reelected. Very can't, cool. Can't yeah. run any more jam on how whatever yeah, board she's on? I think she can. Yeah. yeah I think she. She's she, going yeah. to run again or just, just? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know that there is people running against her or not. I know she said there was some picketers about don't approve the budget. It's like. And HOA picketers? I'm like, well, wow. do they have a better budget? <laughs> no, they just don't want their, their <laughs> HOA fees to go up. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? So yeah, so many people absolutely hate HOAs, and I mean, yeah. it's a proven fact it holds your property values up. They may suck, but they probably suck because they're on you for something. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And whether you believe in it or not, you probably bought there being told there was an HOA because. I know for a fact when you buy or sell a piece of property, they have those HOA dues in there. Right. You know what I mean? You are made aware that you're going to pay. It was in your closing costs for the seller yep. because they had to be sure, oh, you lived there 19 days. You need to, they prorate your HOA monthly dues for the 19 days. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're, that's their job, right? Otherwise, they'd be sued. So uh, you're well aware of what you're getting. Yeah, mine bank owned home, you know, before we, before we were able to move in or sign the docs, bank had to clear up. All the all the homeowners. Oh fees, right, right, know, yeah. You know, it was all in the closing. It was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And uh -huh. the, the people that were in our house, you know, they, I think it was two, yeah, two thousand eight. So they ran across tough times and mm -hmm. got way behind with everything. You right. know, a lot of people did in that in that period. So you had to pay their HOA fees. I didn't. The bank did. Oh, gotcha. But I think I probably making it up, Jim. I think Wells Fargo was the one that owned the home at the time, and uh, they had to go back and Make pick up right. all the fees. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I actually sat on the board for the HOA in my little condo in South Denver. I didn't enjoy that. Not at all. First thing I did is fired the property management company. <laughs> Sounds weird, right? Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dave's got a, or his next door neighbor that served on his board in the HOA. And, you know, he's he's a different super nice guy but he's a different guy and he even knows he's different but he kept harping on the on the water yeah. right dave on the I, cost I tease of the water because he's an engineer right so janet i love you and uh, rob <laughs> i love you too man but you guys you engineers sometimes you just think from a different corner of the world but anyway he's a numbers guy right i mean he's an engineer so he sits down and goes through these numbers all the time and he's looking because our hoa has this these huge areas that we pay to water that the hoa owns Right there are are there are neighbor property, there are neighborhood property, but a home doesn't own them. Right, I mean, mm -hmm. so like the center islands when you drive in, the entrance when you drive in, oh, you know, yeah. yada yada yada, all the way around. Right, and it, it's kind of mind boggling once you kind of get involved. At first, when you live there, you're like, oh, that's nice, that's nice, but you never put together, 
oh, wait a minute, our HOA dues are paying for the maintenance of that right. and to mow it and to water right. it. And some of the water bills, I'm like, oh, my God. And thank right. goodness it's reclaimed water. Right. We get it from a water district and stuff. So it is, I mean, it's a gonga deal. You can't, it's not drinkable water, right? But anyway, he found there was a mistake and went to the HOA board and he was like, hey, there was a mistake on this billing cycle. And the board just dismissed it because it, it equated to like, I don't know, I'm making it up, you guys, but like $9 per month per house for like a year, Wow! right? Which, I mean, I think the average person would be like, ah, it was nine bucks. Well, it wound up being $82,000, Wow! right? Because he did the math and finally went to him and said, okay, guys, it's not nine bucks per house. It's $82,000. And everybody was like, ah! You're kidding me. You know, no one looked at it like that before. They were just like, it's nine bucks. Do you know the headache to go back and get? And anyway, he went back and got that. So, I mean, yeah, we we need smart people around us. He got the, he, he got the 82. We got it back, back. yeah. From absolutely. the water district. Yeah, from the water yes. district. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I want him to come look at my water. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. We both live in Westminster. Jim. That, that water. Well, I think it's gold sometimes when it comes out of the faucet. Yeah. I think I need a smart water meter. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I bet you that's coming soon. I bet you're right. Um, one thing on the discussion topic is uh, late starts. We had a late start last week, and there was trucks leaving at 5 a.m., so... If the late start says 6 a.m., we want you to start at 6. Not, not be pulling out of the yard at 6, not being here a little early and leaving at 5.30. Late start, 6 a.m. start means shows up at 6, do your pre-trip, and get rolling. Yep. So yeah. explain why do we have late starts. There's a few reasons, Dave. One could be weather. We don't know what the plants right. are doing. The plants could be closed. They may need some time to get rolling. We may have stuffed, stuffed them the night before. There's no room to put the material. There's just a lot of things that go into play that could affect the late start. Yeah, the poor canceled that they were going to have at midnight that yeah. we yep. stuffed the plant yeah. Floor, yep. floor. Yeah, yeah that we, we got notified yeah. at you know, whatever o'clock. time. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, so it's weather as in like atmospheric issue, not whether I start at five or six, <laughs> no. 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 that was a good dad joke. Huh? Like the weather <laughs> channel. Like yeah, so the, the deal thing. is, it's taking care of the customer. It's yes. not just because we're trying to ding the driver and right. take a load away from them or right. anything. It's because yeah, right. of logistics. It's because of room at the plant. It's orders that you know might or might not go. So there's really, really good reasons. Why we have a late start? Absolutely, and I, I think Friday might. When I last time I looked at the weather, Friday might be one of those days right. this week. This exactly. Right, right. Yep. Huh? Yep. yep. We might get our first measurable snow in Denver. Believe it or not, I think uh, somebody was telling me Fry got like six inches last week. Wow! But nothing fell at DIA, so it was not our measurable nope. snow day yet. Nope. I, nope. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I know they're calling for twenty-five degrees Friday morning. Ooh. So yeah, cold. Right. That'll be a bit bitter. I just hope it's dumping in Craig. We need we need <laughs> snow out there. Yep. Uh, it it is that on, on the later starts. That's it for me on the late starts. I just wanted to mention daylight savings this weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. we got Saturday night or Sunday morning, however you want to look at it. What times do you wake up to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. When I wake up, all my clocks have changed. 
We, iPhone, baby. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that an hour later or an hour earlier? You know, that's a great point, Dave. You know, years ago, we would run around the house on Saturday night changing like a dozen clocks. <laughs> and now everything changes on its own. It's You're great. such a Boy Scout, Dave. <laughs> Just you saying the fact uh, you did it Saturday night <laughs> excites me so much because... I was never a Boy Scout. We did it Sunday morning. Like, That's not the right time. What time is it? We would, and we would forget one clock, like in the car, or right? Something. Right. Like, oh gosh, do you remember shit. having to change the car? Yeah, but to even figure that out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. What button do you hold? It still takes me about two weeks to get to the car. Yeah. <laughs> my That's dad, so funny. My dad used to tell us we got to wake up at two a.m. to do it. <laughs> I'm like what? He's like, yeah, that's the official time. I'm like, oh, God. That was like helping your parents change the clock and all that. I, mean, I love that one. Insur- I think it's an insurance commercial, not to become your parents. Huh. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Have you seen that? Like, oh, yeah. The guy who that keeps the line straight at the book signing yeah. and all of that we stuff. We don't need and, a line monitor. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. Yesterday, I needed Janet's signature on something, and I was like, I looked at her, and I laughed with a big smile, and I was like, just put your Jan, John Hancock right there. And I was like, oh, I mean your signature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amber hooked me up, Jim. Oh, did she hook so, it up? Yeah. So do you okay. guys want to throw, yeah, throw one in there? Let's yeah. Let's do one. Right. Okay. So just so everybody knows, we are giving away $400 cash this week because we had, we gave away three last week, but only one person claimed it. So, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. The people. No doubt. And who was the winner last week? It was. Uh, Junior. Junior Calderon, 0068, won 100 bucks. Yep. Yep. I think Good Josh, job, Junior. Josh James and Jeff Soto, mm-hmm. they must not have listened because they were the other two winners. So yep. Yep, we're rolling we're rolling their money forward, and we got 400 bucks to give away today. Yep. Wow. yep, absolutely. So just to tease Amber a little bit this morning on the podcast, she didn't know um, we were doing it early, so I had to text her, and, and I texted her twice, and she answered, and she was like, well, just let me get my eyes in so I can, <laughs> I can run Contacts. the program. And then, and then she sent me the list. Unlike a napkin off the kitchen table. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so thank you for being there for us, Amber. Yeah, so, right on. Anyway, the, the first drawing or the first number here for the first hundred dollars is nine seven three three. Nine seven three three. All right. Ninety-seven thirty-three. Congratulations on your one hundred dollars. Yep, yep. And Can't thanks, Je- Josh and Jeff. Yep. Right. Can't wait for you to claim your prize this week. Yeah, and when, <clears throat> when's the deadline? Because we have a deadline by the podcast. Okay, by the, by the following podcast. Uh, yep. Okay, before yep. the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, the so podcast, that's yeah. like a week. I mean, yeah, we could. My goodness, we could be walking up the stairs to this room <laughs> to record. <laughs> Although next week's a little different because I'm gone Wednesday, so. Well, I guess they could still have till till we publish it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah, thought that's we, six days. Yeah, I kind of thought we talked Tuesdays. Yeah, you know, just okay. if you, we haven't heard but from you by Tuesday. Yeah, if you haven't listened by Tuesday, chances are we don't have to worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Well, Dennis, we appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I think I told you the reason we wanted to have you on is you always have some interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Right? Thank you. So, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, some of this is going to sound kind of like pretty cliche, who are you, what do you do, this and that, but where are you from, and how long, ha- and how'd you end up in Denver? All right, well, I'm from, El Salvador is between South and uh, North American. You said El Salvador? Yeah, so oh, it's cool. right, Central America. 
Great. Okay. It's in a small country, the smaller one in, in Central America. It's a neighbor between uh, Guatemala and Honduras. Okay. And then I've been here in since 2013, yeah. I got here in 2013, October 9th. It was the first snow day. <laughs> I was flying in the plane, and then I look out of the window, and I was like, Where, where's the snow? Because my mom called me, hey, you're, you're going to be to the snow. I was like, no way. And I was just looking outside of the plane, and when you're in the plane, especially, you, you're supposed to get these beautiful views, <laughs> but all I saw it was just why. <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> and how old were you? No, it was October 9th. Yeah, but how, how old were you? Oh, so how old I was? Uh, I was 13 years old. 13? 13 gotcha. years old. I was about to turn 14 years old on October 14th. Ah. But before getting here in Denver, I was living in Chicago for a month. Okay. Yeah, and then I didn't really like it over there, so I ended up here with my family, with my dad, my brothers. Um, I've been here in sense. Um, I love Colorado. It's beautiful states. have a lot of things to do. It's just amazing. I can't complain about this state. Yeah. Awesome. And Dennis, I mean, I know Jam's got some questions on here, but just to get personal, um, why did you move? I mean, why why to the United States? I mean, if you can just... That, that's a great question because uh, I didn't have no reason to be here, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was living perfectly fine in Salvador. Um, I had opportunity over there to, to keep growing, studying, being over there. But... Um, and I was even playing soccer over there. I was playing for, for, for the state that I, that I live. Mm. And then we were traveling, actually, to Costa Rica, played a couple of times outside of the country, and it was, it was a great experience. But when my mom told me and my dad told me that, hey, do you want to come to the United States, um, more opportunity, more challenge, I thought about it, and I was like, nah, not really. I don't have no business over there. Um, but I... <laughs> I was keep thinking it every day, and they were like, well, all right, well, with respect, I just think about it. And then I was just thinking, and then I started seeing a bunch of movies from American movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started seeing a bunch of American movies and TV shows, and, uh, and I was seeing the school over here, and I thought it was crazy, man. The high schoolers, um, middle school, and I was like, wow, incredible. <laughs> they don't have to wear uniform, because we have to wear uniform over there. Yeah. Um, all of the things, playing music, whatever you want to do. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And then the fact that you, you, you can go outside feeling safe is a big part. Um, over there, it was pretty bad those days. It's getting better now with the new president that we have. Um, they're killing it, honestly. Mm. But, um, yeah, I moved over here for a new challenge, new opportunity. Um, I ended up realizing that it was a great choice to come here. I realized that it was the best thing for me and my brothers um, to be close to my parents, I will say a little bit. But the opportunity that this country brings, anyone can make it over here if you put the work. I do believe that. And I saw the potential of you. If you're willing to work, obviously, this country provides everything. Not other countries provide you those things that the United States of America provide you. Mm. Anybody can just come to this country with nothing and can build something out of nothing. It, that's amazing. Yeah. That is great. That is so awesome. were your parents here? Yeah, they were here. So how, I guess I'm confused. How did they get here and you were over there at 13 or 14? <laughs> well, that's that's pretty cool because my parents are immigrants. They came here as an immigrant. Um, 
my first one that I came was my mom. The second one it was my dad. And then we were we were living over there. I, I didn't have no business to be here, like I said, but they offered us the opportunity to come here, and we took it. So were you, were you with your grandparents, or who did you live with? <laughs> it's kind of crazy because my whole life uh, I've been living with with family members. So my mom was always working when I was little. So I grew up with my auntie from my dad's side, and I called her mama. <coughs> got it. Because I got so used to. Yeah, and that's cool. And then after that, I started living with my dad and my mom and my brothers. Huh. And then it was tough days, man. During those days, now I'm only you're probably making like five dollars per day over there. Huh. It's crazy and sustaining family of three is big stuff <laughs> man i just read uh the other day some country in africa or maybe multiple countries in africa when a baby's born it is such a big deal not just for the parents but for the village and it's customary for that child to grow up with different family members so like hmm. yeah the baby's born and it's with the mom and dad well guess what you're two years old you get to go live with your uncle and aunt for the next six months. I've heard of that. Wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's in the same village. You know, it's not like they don't see him anymore. Right. But it's like when they say that's that's how I came across it. It takes a village. I looked up, it takes a village. Like, where did that come from? And that's actually where, you know, one of the... I, something sticks in my like, mind in India as well, but I, I could, could be, be I could be 100% wrong, Jim. That's on your stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. It takes but, a yeah. village. That is, that is cool. Yeah, that's what. So, just because you say you can come here and make something out of nothing, what do you think of people here that don't work? And uh, all man, the homeless man. and and it's all unbelievable. That. You know, I have a pretty funny story about the homeless that I run into and inconvenience with them. I was driving on, I was getting out of the highway, and then it was under a bridge, and I was in the light. Sorry, I was kind of getting to the highway, and this homeless came, and then. I had some cash, I had some money, some coins, I would say, but they were dollar coins on my cup holder. I grabbed the cup holder, the coins, and I, I, I wait the guy, hey, come, come here. The guy came, and I showed him the coins. He didn't want the coins. And I was like, oh, no, no, there's no way this guy doesn't need this money. And I was like, but they're dollar. But he saw the quarters, so he got it confused. And then I, I got pa I got pissed, sorry. <laughs> and I, right away I started looking to my pockets, my backpack, and I was like, I must have a dollar. <laughs> and I found a dollar. And I weighed the dollar up and down, and he came. And I was kind of here, and I took it back, man. And he was mad. <laughs> 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 and I closed my window, and I took off because I was like, I don't know what this guy's going to do. He's mad now that I'm playing with him. Right. But <laughs> it just offended me that he was asking anything to help inside the sign. Yeah. But nothing didn't help him. The uh, coins, I guess. You and can't give coins to his drug dealer. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're cash only, not yeah. coins. <laughs> so when I look at the stuff that I had done over here and what I want to be in life, and for the people who have born here and have more privilege to get the most out of this beautiful country, I just don't make any sense. Why? Probably because the life that they're living over here is so comfortable and comfortable kills the the dreams um, grow and i really believe that yep, once you look true. once you look back where you came from what you have done you have the integrity to work more you don't want to be on the same spot being comfortable is too dangerous right being comfortable is the worst thing that you can do in your whole life i do believe that i have and to 
have to keep sorry Dennis we'll have to keep that one I mean that's we talk about that Dennis like keeping the keeping your foot, your foot on, on the gas. gas yeah and I'll, I'll keep that comfortable kills yeah yeah it definitely does and yeah so I just can't believe that people who are here have the potential but they just ignorant in life they're just like a feather flying in life with our purpose and doesn't make sense so you have to have a purpose a goal is cool to have a goal where you want to be but if you don't have a system and discipline you're not going to get anywhere and i saw this quote that he said that uh, those who are disciplined in life are free in life those who doesn't have discipline are just a slave to their moods yep i agree with that 100 percent people look at freedom differently like some people think being free is just being able to do whatever you want i'm free but you're actually not because what you want to do is being influenced by social media by society like are you really free you know and what does freedom actually look like so i I love that dennis yeah just just the whole freedom thing just people have to understand how we've kept and got our freedom what it what that fight looked like and still does today right there's a meme out there, and I'm probably going to butcher it, Jim. You may have seen it, but it says, tough men, no, hard times made tough men. Yeah. Tough men made easy times. Easy times made soft men, and then soft men made hard times. Time. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, Some, you're, you're really close, Jim. Definitely yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, still, I mean, it, it gives me hope or faith, Dennis, when you talk about you, you still believe, you know, this is a country of dreams. And I guess that's when we talk about different stuff that, you know, I'm glad you can come over here and make a, a life for yourself or anybody can come over. But you still said the key word is that you got to work, yeah. you know. But here's all these opportunities if you if you want to work for them, you know. And I, I, I agree. I, I've spent, I guess sounds like bragging, but because all of us here have spent our lifetimes working. Yeah. I started when I was ten. <laughs> right, 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 Jam. But <laughs> you know? we we've we've accomplished things. Right. You know, we've made mistakes on the way. Oh, yeah. But but it, to me, it's been worth every step and every hard work. But I certainly don't want to be that person that didn't that didn't work. I guess. I agree. Yeah, I remember being a good worker was important in my family. And I don't know where that came from, but my first my first job, and you know, I joke I started working when I was ten, but I was probably ten years old, and I was selling Christmas trees at my grandfather's nursery, sweeping up, you know, doing some grunt work. You know, I'd work the register a little bit, sell cigarettes if they let me, you know. But for the most part, it was like you know, I was a grunt, you know, and you'd sweep up, and I just remember him saying in the back of my head, "He's a good worker," mm-hmm. and that always meant something to me. A lot of pride there. A lot of pride there to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dennis, you said, uh, good. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, hopefully, I don't screw this story up. But, it, you know, Dennis mentioned privilege, you know, and so many people that are raised in this country that have privilege don't do anything, right? Because they haven't had to. They, they're, you know, possibly their parents believed that, hey, I've worked so hard. I don't want my kids to have to work that hard or whatnot. And, my wife is kind of tied to a friend that her aunt owns Generac generators. Okay. And her father that started the company raised that family and they never knew they were rich. They lived in, in like a, a barely middle income house. Right. 
They never went on extravagant outings. They never did anything. And they were multi, multi millionaires. I mean, like millionaires, right? And when it came time, all the kids, I don't know how many kids they he had, four or five or something like that, when they all got to the age of 21, the last one got to the age of 21, the dad set them down and was like, hey, here's the deal. I don't believe in raising you not to live on your own and work on your own. And you all have gone to college. You've all supported yourselves. You know, you can do with this what you want, but here's here's your inheritance. Wow. You know what I mean? And basically gave them Generac. And it was, it, it's kind of an interesting story when, you know, and I'm not giving you all the information to it, you right. know, because I, I don't remember it, how it all laid out. But I just, that vividly stays in my mind that those kids turned out better living the way they were brought up right. than I believe they would have having that, that financial influence surrounding them, possibly, you know, they learned to work for what they wanted, not just be given it. You know? Yeah, and I think that's, I don't know, Dave, disagree with you a little bit there because I still think it has to do with parents. Of and, course. And their involvement, you know, and that was one parent's version and did a great job. But I think there's there's what Dennis is talking about. If you have a certain amount of money, the opportunities that I've worked for to give my kids so that they can be better. Mm. You know, I think that's important, but I hope I've passed on, you know, here's all your opportunities you can appreciate it and then they're they're better for it you know and i i guess the i was just trying to think of something in a an example of a better life you know it's like i remember when we got hbo we were like the first ones in the neighborhoods wow. to have hbo with that tommy gun looking antenna on top of the <laughs> roof you know and we thought we were so cool but it, it was the neatest thing you know and and I guess dad did that or mom did that for us to have that and you and you and you grew up with it you got to got to see MTV and all that kind of stuff. Right. I still wanted to do that with my my kids but my dad and mom taught me to appreciate what we had. That's that's a special thing. Right. You know that not everybody has that. So. Yeah, and I I think I'm alluding to the you're talking about an 8-year-old having millions of dollars at their fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not you know, I mean, it's a little more controversial than what the average, I think, is. We all want better for our kids. We're all going to give our kids the most opportunity they can to make them better, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah, if, if I looked at it, I'll go over my... Back to my closing thoughts here, Dave. There was one of the things, can you make a difference? And one of the little pieces about make a difference is, yeah, everybody can make a difference, but to really stand out, you have to You probably do something unconventional, Mm-hmm. And what he just did, that's unconventional. Yes. yes. That stood out. Yes. Yeah. I love that story, and I see your point, Jim. I mean, they both make sense. And parenting, I mean, it's so tricky anyway, even without millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, throw that in the mix. Like, well, what do we do? Do we spoil them or not? Right. You know, it's like yeah. you want your kids to have the best, but, man, I could see what a, what a great outcome that would have. Yeah. I don't know that's how I would do it, but... Yeah, that would have been cool if somebody did it. Right? <laughs> you know something? All about this, I know the parents always want the best for the kids. But once again, I feel like you try to, you, you got to throw the hoop up to you back. Simple because if your parents are doing this, if you look back to your whole history, 
probably 50 years, 100 years ago, your parents were trying to survive and make it for you to be at this point. If you're here at this point, so for example, if your your parents made this, you have more responsibility to do more stuff than they did because they put you in a sweet spot where you have to take more advantage. So for me getting here, my parents brought me here, and then me looking back to my family's history, back then on the day that we were just trying to survive, if you look at that, um, right. You're spot on, Dennis. Our family, and we we don't have much history because our family were, to me, was so poor that they we don't have good records. But we were in your exact family's position. It's a little over a hundred years ago, but they migrated from Russia on a ship over to the United States, and they didn't end up landing in Ellis Island. There's a couple other places where they landed. But there's no records of that. They show them getting on the boat, but they were so poor, they just they didn't even note their names on the ship records. They were just down below. Then w- once they hit a port, they trekked to Kansas, and they list their kids. By the time they get to Kansas and there's a, there's a census, one of the kids are gone, hmm. never listed again. So they lost a child somewhere across from from New York to Kansas, <laughs> and and you just you look at that, and you you are so right, Dennis. A hundred and I don't know twenty or one hundred thirty years ago is the only difference between me and you. Right. It's just time, but it's the same story. They were just trying to survive. They just oh, there's something great in Kansas, and here's how stuck up I am. I've been through Kansas. <laughs> it's a pretty boring state. <laughs> Nothing great in Kansas, huh? <laughs> right, right. But that was that was a future. That's not what Chiefs yeah. fans say. <laughs> yeah. So true, so true. So I'm uh, sorry if I offended anybody from Kansas, but you know, just the just the joke. So yeah, they were they were looking for a better life, and I, and yeah. I know my parents and grandparents and and their parents, you know. Work their ass off, just like so many families. I agree with you. So if you look back to that story, and then you put your spot where you're at. So I feel like if you wouldn't take any action to control where you want to go, your goal, it's kind of disrespectful to all the sacrifice that they did. So you have to do those things. It's, it's mandatory if you ask me on my point of view. If you're here and you're just laying down without doing any purpose, we just live in the day of day, like I say. It's disrespectful for for your ancestor. But who taught you to feel like that? Ah, who taught me to feel like that? <laughs> just myself. Yeah, just thinking about those things. Um, but I bet being surrounded by family every day has taught you that. Yeah, somebody had to, your aunt. Dennis, no, you know, you know, it's pretty funny. I don't really have a good relationship with my family. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> but but I, I do think that it's really disrespectful that back then in the day, that's why the baby boomers, there were so baby boomers. Well, in my country, it was, it was a big deal because they needed to reproduce themselves the most that they could to be able to survive in a, to, for me to be here. That's, yeah. that's why. Right. So back then, they were having 12 kids. To, to be here now, if you look at the numbers, they're not really having kids because they're so comfortable living this life. And then if you look at people who, who have a pretty good status, um, they want to have the most kids because they want to conquer the war. If you see Elon Musk, they were, he's had like 10 kids, I, I believe. They were like, hey, why are you having so many kids? He was like, Mark needs people. That's, that was literally his point. Um, 
but I don't have any influence. I just thought about those things. I'm being realistic. Huh. Um, Good for you. Yeah, just thinking about my mom's sacrifice and my dad's sacrifice to be here. I mean, just to be here without a purpose is disrespectful for myself. So I'm pretty sure you feel the same way that the immigrant in the boat over here and you're not taking any action. It's disrespectful, if you ask me. Yeah, great point. Yeah, to- totally agree, Dennis. And I, that's mm-hmm. kind of my point about our the trucking community, the brotherhood and the sisterhood, how you act out on the, on the road. You're disrespecting all of those people, Dennis. I agree. It's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Dennis, tell us, so you, you said you were playing soccer up until you were 13 for your state in El Salvador? Yeah, so I always played soccer my whole life. Um, big fan of it since I have memory. I was playing in El Salvador since I remember until 13 years old. I was playing for the state, and then we were traveling to Costa Rica like two, two three times to play soccer. I came here. I thought it was going to be better, more challenge, and it was. Um, once I got here, I didn't know that I needed to have good grades to be able to play college <laughs> and to play professional. Um, it's kind of it's kind of hard to 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 become a pro over here with the system that we have. Um, that is college or academy, and I didn't really know about the school system how to work. I was just going to school. I that that was it. Uh, I did got to play varsity in in high school, mm. but I thought it was too easy. I decided to quit. I never thought that I could get a, a scouted by a college. <laughs> I didn't have no friends um, to, to provide me with this information. I was just playing soccer. I quit. I went to a, a team called CISA over here, semi-professional. And then from there, I killed it. Um, a coach took me to another professional team over here in the Metro Denver area. And then I was playing there also. They had a great system, great opportunity, scouting um, and everything. And then I went to play for Rapids six months to the academies and the minor. Mm-hmm. I was 17, so the age that you had to be, you had to be 18. You see that you get 18, you make it or get out of here or go to play college. Oh, wow. So I fell into that trick and I was like, ah, six months, it's not enough time to, to, to prove what I want to do. You have to have a full season to be with them. So I got kicked out because of the age. And then I ended up playing to another semi-professional team. And that one, I got the opportunity to fly um, to Vegas, North Carolina, Houston, California, to play with retirement uh, professional soccer players from here, the United States, and Mexico. Ah, very cool. Um, I got the opportunity to meet a great, great people. I have a buddy that is playing second division in Australia. One that is playing semi-professional over here in the second division in Kansas. Um, I met a great people, great experience. Good, good, yeah. that's awesome. Do you ever go back to El Salvador? Uh, I wanted to go back, but there's not business over there for me doing over there now that I look back. All my friends are here, uh, no purpose. I feel like there's no purpose. I get that. So tell us, uh, we've been talking a little bit Tell us about your new fitness journey you think you're going to be starting on. Well, you know, I I get into this new phase over here. This is my first year being a professional driver. And then, yeah, my body has changed, obviously. <laughs> 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 I, I do try to stay fit. Um, 
I don't really play soccer that much anymore. I got a bunch of injuries from my ankle. That it's sometimes that I'm walking, I twist my ankle just by walking and then spraying it. So I decided to not play soccer anymore. Um, and I was like, I need a new challenge. I like challenge. I don't like to be on a comfortable zone. Uh, I feel like you're putting yourself in danger. I'd rather be dangerous than putting myself in danger. And I start talking to Jam. I was like, hey, man, you know, I hear you on the podcast. You're always talking about this, this, and that. And you have been helping me with the MMA trainer and providing me all the information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're getting hooked up with a, a pretty good dude. He's actually the stand-up coach for uh, some UFC fighters. Yeah. You know, but he's got a gym right here in Denver. And you don't have to be a UFC you don't have to be a UFC fighter to train with him, but you might be when he's done. I don't know. Wow. But yeah, you want to talk about the thing I like about that, Dennis, is yeah, you're gonna get in shape, but the mental toughness part of it, I think you're gonna really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, you're gonna dig deep. So. Yeah, and just just to, just for my own curiosity, Jim, when you say a stand up coach, so is that more the boxing and kicking stuff? Yeah. Not the not, not the, the grappling. Yeah, the yeah. Typically, you know, these professional MMA fighters have different coaches. They'll have a wrestling coach, a jiu-jitsu coach, a stand-up coach, or a striking coach. Striking, striking coach, yeah, okay. Would yep. be the more yeah. proper terminology. It seems like so. Jim had a pretty good context. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to hang out a little bit. Not anymore. <laughs> so when it comes to work, Dennis, what's the most important thing to you when it comes to finding a place to work? Who, who, what do you want to surround yourself with? That's that's a great question because uh, I believe that jumping to one jump to another to another is, is disrespectful. Uh, I think I think it's really I, I don't like that. Um, some people do. But that's fine if they work for them. But for me, never being that person. Before come, becoming a professional driver, I was working for a car rental company um, as a customer service representative I moved to sales and I was managing the customer service later on the group and when I realized the money that you the, the manager were making I got disappointed because I was shooting for the manager <laughs> the manager was working with not a schedule any time any hour and he was just making three thousand bucks a, a month, and I was like, oh, "Man, all of, all of that responsibility, nothing is <laughs> not even worth it." <laughs> I got disappointed. And then later on, I talked to one of the employees that been there for almost twenty years, and then she didn't want to retire. She was able to retire, but the company didn't even have um, company match retirement savings. Mm. So the amount of money that she was having it was it was short, and I got more disappointed and upset. And then after that, I was always be receiving the new cars from the car holding. I was like, man, that guy, that, that guy looked like he's just chilling, man, driving. And now, you know, we're here in the weather outside. And then one time I decided to ask him, um, hey, man, can I see your truck? He showed me the truck and I saw the opportunity and I, I took it. I started with him. And one of the things that I look on, on the company is literally the opportunity to grow. Uh, um, to be someone. I feel like being respectful in the company is really important, being transparent. The, the culture, I would say, is a big deal. I feel like a lot of people over here are just feel like they're just a driver. Like you guys always say, it's kind of upset to hear it that way. Because um, we're not just a driver, we're people who deliver um, value. 
So if you start seeing everything with value, that we are value people on, on, on this work, I feel like um, it's really important. I really like the value that we provide and it makes me feel like with a purpose. Having a purpose is really important. We value. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah wow. So I'm so if I get Lauren to come in, have Dennis come in, I, I don't have to do these anymore. Right? Love, loving yeah. that. <laughs> loving loving you guys' points. <laughs> good good stuff. Glad you're listening to the podcast, you know, and you and you feel that that, that culture is important and and there is a value here because there's, you know, I know we've said it a hundred times, Dennis, but, you know, when people come to us and go, I'm just a driver, that's just so wrong. Just so wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I really don't like, I used to think that way, I'm not going to lie. I started with two companies that they were not the best, uh, bad experience. I just literally felt like my truck number. Uh, once I got here, I came, like you guys always say, we come over here a little bit, uh, like whatever. But once I spoke to Super Dave, and he showed me the creed, and he was like, oh, look, this is what we stand. And I was like, oh, well, I really like that. And I started feeling the value that you guys provide over here for everyone. And then my mentality started switching right away as, as soon as I got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. You were drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's some things you've been frustrated about here? Have you had a point of frustration? Uh, point of frustration, I I really don't have a point of frustration. Uh, uh, um, over here, I think that everything that we have, you can control it, how you feel and react. Um, so some of the things that happen outside, it's not really bigger of the deal. It's the way you react to things. Um, so I really don't have that many frustration points over here. Great. Are there things that you'd like to improve or you know that we could do better at? I do. I do believe that we can improve the the training. The training is great. I feel like it's overwhelmed. It's um, overwhelming? I got, a, I got a good trainer. Shout out to Sergio Portillo, Double Night. He was amazing. He trained me a lot of good things, provided me with a lot of good knowledge. But too much information at the same time hmm. um, from everything. I, I believe that we can become better um, um provide more value. My whole point of is value. What can we do with value and um, have a purpose? And I feel like the training, it needs more value and purpose. It has purpose and value already, but there is a but. It's too much. I feel like we can also win in, in, in so many ways by making those short videos. I do believe so. Mm. Um, 30-second video or recording a whatever we want to do, becoming like a blogger, I would say. Um, it could be TikTok, Facebook. 30 second video is not a match, but it is a, it's a lot of work, I do know. You're hired. <laughs> right, <laughs> I was like, when can you start? <laughs> yeah. um, so back to the point is, I feel like the world has changed, obviously. We all know we're switching so much and we improve it so much and we have to update to the new system, which is, the training has been more physical over here as it is, but we have to realize that the training has also been visually. Um, recording those videos or how to get loaded and scale, frying, how to drive into the yard, what to not do, safety tips, little short video. If you look at those TikToker people, they just provide a short video, 30 second video where the main topic goes straight. And we learn so much from those videos. 
I, I watch so many videos of, of, of those and, and they're great, great informative, straight to the point, and you can go back to it and see it. Plus, those videos can attract more people to, to work here. Mm, I do think so. And also, it's a win-win. You attract people by just providing a bunch of videos. I feel like the end of industry, we don't have a lot of information out there. Like I told Super Day, I was making a couple of TikTok videos too. <laughs> they were very good, <laughs> yeah, by the uh, way. Um, the point of the TikTok that I was making, it was just to show people what it's like to have a, a, an endon, being in an endon. Mm -hmm. If you look at the trucking, you put trucking in, in YouTube, on TikTok, or anywhere, you will just see um, over the road. And there's not a much information you can learn. But the TikTok that you learn, or videos in Facebook, are those short videos that have uh, value information and also attract people. You can also be showing uh, what's behind the trucking industry in the end of and I feel like Jeff told you is really a big example for everyone in Denver metro area to know what it's like to have an end to know and be aware about the distance between um, I feel like if we grow in the commercial sorry in the, in the marketing industry we can attract more people have people going back to those videos and also educate themselves too. Huh. So it's a big win in, in every way if you guys look at attract people, provide information. Um, marketing strategy is amazing if you provide great videos with the quality. I know they're, they're a lot of time consuming, but, but their value and attract a people and people over here can also go back, look at it, how to check the brakes, how to do this. We don't even have to talk on the video. We can just let the TikTok talk for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, just a video speaks yeah. speaks a thousand words, right, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've I've thought of different stuff like that, and we've discussed that because here's a library of that you can go pick from, like you exactly. said, of whatever you want. You know, whether it's as simple as sweeping off the tailgate or, or dropping the airbags, or you know, we when we interview you know you and you came upstairs and met with Dave and all of us, you know, we talk about dumping. You know, and, and we're trying to take, you know, a piece of paper off the desk and we're trying to take a truck. And we're trying to t print it, put it sideways like it, at plant 12, you know, where you dump crooked on the ramp. Yeah. If you had a video, we could, we could do that and go, this is what we're talking about. Do you do this? Do you look out the back window? So, yeah, good good point, Dennis. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a big win if you look at it. It's a training purpose, value purpose, like you said, library. And also you can attract people to come here and join us more. If we do the market right and good, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, good stuff. That you, do you? Sorry, do you want to throw out another uh, license, guys? Let's right do quick it. before we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, and again, uh, thanks to Josh and Jeff, Josh James and Jeff Soto <laughs> for the <laughs> money going ahead. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes two other lucky winners. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for we, paying it forward. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. So we got four hundred bucks coming up here. Now we read the first one already. So the second number is one one five seven. Oh, Jam's face went blank. Like his, like his license starts with one or one one. So one one five seven. You guys, I was just being dramatic. Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sorry guys. So eleven fifty seven. There yep. we go. There's two hundred bucks. We got two more to give away. Do you know what eleven fifty seven is, Jam? <sighs> more, more than eleven fifty six. Do you know what eleven fifty six is? 
One less than 11.57. I know, Jim. Do you guys know? You know both of them, Dave? And you know the order? You know specifically other than just the generic? Um, The order, they're just different types of light bulbs for your truck. (laughs) You're right. Right, But what's for your car? Which one does which? Uh, 11.56 is a single filament. 11.57 is a double filament. Booyah! (laughs) (laughs) Old school. (laughs) That's awesome. Those are almost getting hard to find, Dave, and they've switched them to a, is it a 20? 56 and a 2057? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like they're not that silly brass base anymore yep, with yep. the two it's offsets. The connection there yeah. slides into a slot yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd have. I'd have the 20 series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis, what's, what's your dream? I mean, uh, you already talked about you're not just a truck driver, and I believe that about you because you're a thinker. Absolutely. You know, what, what's your dream? When you picture yourself 15 years from today, what do you see? Back again to my, my, my whole topic is about value today, okay? I, I came with a purpose, with a value. So I feel like my <laughs> 50 years, I had to be providing value and opportunity to other ones, share the knowledge that I have. Um, yeah, starting a new podcast will be also great in the future, but to provide value, I feel like what we're doing over here is providing value to people with purpose, and that's the main thing that I see myself, touching people, providing value with it to the world. I get that, but do you see yourself providing value in the trucking industry? Do you see yourself providing value doing something completely different? Um, great question. Uh, I could I could possibly say that I see myself providing value with the trucking industry, but everything could change too. Um, I this I do see myself providing value to to people um, in the housing living. Uh, I do I do believe that that I can definitely do that. Um, where would I be heading? I do have some clear paths, but as the times go, everything switch and you switch to other things. Um, being on the trucking industry, I feel like we do provide a lot of value. I would love to keep doing this. It's, it's great, it's enjoyable, being on the truck, driving around. A lot of people ask me, hey man, you, you spend a lot of time being by yourself alone. But and it's boring, and I don't. I never get boring on the truck. If you ask me, because I, I don't have that vocabulary in my in my in my head. I, I don't believe in bore. Simple, because if you 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 believe in the word, you experience those feelings, and I, I don't experience those feelings, and I don't want to experience those feelings. I'm getting a little bit out of the topic, but <laughs> uh, I do see myself providing value with your trucking. Keep doing it more. I do think that I want to be more independent of choices to be able to uh, provide people and help people. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And you, you touched on it. I don't know if the men in this room caught on that, but he wants to start a podcast. So tell us about your podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. You know, um, I've been thinking about a podcast so much on the past days, months. Um, my friends, everyone around me told me, you should start a podcast. You have a great point of view, um, great debates, uh, great experience, a lot of knowledge that I like to share, great advice. Um, and I know that I do that. So I, I, I don't believe in those things. I know that I do those things already. And I am a person who likes to speak, love to speak, and uh, I value a lot of things. But one of the things that I most value is conversation, value conversation. Mm-hmm. You can learn so much if you talk to 200 people in three years. 
than just talking to your own bubble or circle. Oh, yeah. So a podcast will be one of my things that I'm planning to start pretty soon. Um, about what I'm thinking about what I do know that I do want to be doing interviews. So if you guys get a call from me to interview you guys, <laughs> brother Dave's brother Dave's a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never, you guys already know what it is for, all right? Oh yeah. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Have you thought about names or when you're gonna stop it? What do you think? Well, have you thought about a name for your podcast? I thought about names, but um, they're all in Spanish. Okay. What What are they? Um. So one is called. Uh, w- I was trying to translate what nobody asked me. Ah, okay. Because nobody asked me those things. It's just around the thoughts. Yeah. It could be. And how uh, do you say that? Lo que nadie preguntó. Cool. I like yeah. that one. It sounds so much better in Spanish. Yeah. Everything <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> Everything does. Right. But uh, I gotta check if your that name hasn't been taken first. It hasn't. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking El Salvador 23 something like that true uh, and I was also thinking about a name one in one of those seven billion people one of the seven billion people so I would be one in the seven billion, billion people, people. Yeah. yeah yeah good that's a good one that I is like a good it. one yep yeah so uh, about the name is it's gonna come alone I feel yeah. like yeah. Yeah, you probably have five names. I do like the nobody asked me name. That's it's unique. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. asked me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. What do you think Good of stuff. the podcast setup up here? Have you looked into equipment and uh, have you been doing research on how to do it? I've been looking information, great videos around the yeah. internet. Um being here when you offered me to be here, I was like, God, this is it. I was like, yeah, I take it. I, I want to be here. I, I wanted to to see how it is, experience yeah. the feelings, um, put me myself into something new. Yeah, you're yeah. doing a great job, too. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, if you start a podcast on your own, this is good practice, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing, Dennis, like you just said, though, when we as we go through guests and we want we want everybody to have a chance to be on here with us. And some people are, are nervous, like you said, you don't, you, you know, you try to, You've, you've fought being nervous in, in other situations. But just having this conversation with you is the same thing you just said of having a conversation with 200 people. Yeah. We, we've learned so much. You've made us so much better and so much, so more knowledgeable, you know, whether it's, you know, Lauren or, or uh, Trooper Greninger or, you know, Rick or Clint or any of the guests we've had, you know, it's, it's, it, it is good to talk to people, and I was thinking when you when you said that, Dennis is, I hate talking to people. It's just, <laughs> it's, it is not a good skill of mine. I mean, and I don't I don't know. It used to be when when we were dispatching all the time when you answered so many phone calls, right, David? At the end of the day, you just did not want to talk to anybody, you right. know. And I, I don't know if that that kind of ruined me, but it is so so enlightening to talk to people when you just. And you make a little effort, and some people just spill, and right. they have so much information. Yeah, so, yeah, good, do. great point, Dennis. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of different reactions up here when somebody gets in front of the mic. Yours has been good, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. love it. Yeah, because it can be emotional, you know, it can be passionate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you know so much about politics? And I know you've talked about trading and stuff. Where do you, where do you get all this knowledge from, Dennis? <laughs> The other day, I put you in the spot, huh, about the human reserves, uh, 
department uh, buying those yeah. drugs for nuclear reaction to treat people. Yeah, I'm walking around the world going la 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 la, and you're all engaged and you know yeah. everything about everything, and you know I'm impressed, you know, because me and you will start off having a conversation, and most of the conversations in the yard are, "How was your day?" You know, "How many loads you get?" You know, or "Can I have a broom?" or you know <laughs> stuff like that, and then you'll be like. Hey, did you hear about the Department of So-and-So bought $2 billion <laughs> worth of radiation treatments for a nuclear war? And I'm like, definitely didn't hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that on the company radio? <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I love that um, is simple because knowing the market, knowing the strategy, and know, knowing if you're investing to trading in stocks, crypto, you have to know what's happening in the world. Because all of those things are emotional reaction, I feel. They just act based on, on news. So you kind of have to be aware what every politic is saying. For example, if you see the Nancy Pelosi is selling all of her her stocks in, into the microchips, it's the reason for you to sell. So you definitely have to be aware what the politics are doing for you to beat ahead before it gets out of the public. Once it gets out of the public, it's burned down. The people who took the advantage, they took the advantage. For example, in December in 2019, I saw the COVID coming over here hard. Uh, I was like, oh man, this is a great moment to invest. I invested into those, those uh, pharmacy company way before it happened over here. Um, I was preparing myself, and yeah, right there, like like it happened, it happened because you have to look into the governor contracts, see what the politics are saying to understand those things. Same with the Ukraine, when the Ukraine war started and the invasion, I would say, right away I told my buddy, I was like, "Hey guys, this is what is happening. Look, China is gonna be taking over Taiwan pretty soon. It's gonna happen." They were like, "Ah man, this BS, man." They say. Boom, now China's trying to <laughs> get Taiwan back. Um, you just have to be ahead of the game. So you have to know politics. Politics is it's literally everything. It tells you what's happening, what people are doing, and where do the country want to be. So, yeah, politics is a big thing to do trading. That's what I know about politics mm -hmm. because I like trading. To know trading, you have to know what politics are doing. Ah, yeah. Wor Smart. World news. Smart. Yeah. Also. You know what I mean? I think that's hand in hand. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's, when you say politics, I think it's what's happening in the world, right? Literally. It's, yeah. It's, it's literally about news, every news. And yeah, the politics is new. Every day is new. Every right. day is a new thing they're trying to do or pass on. So you have to be in touch and be the first one to know before it gets out of the public. And you have to take those action before everyone else if you want to make some banks in the trading yeah ah, so very cool and do you get involved in uh crypto do you do that yeah i i really like crypto and it's a new thing is it's changing just crypto many people don't see the potential of crypto but it's like back then on the day if you see the the value of money and where money is money back then it was a just to trade value so you had a goal all, all of those things to trade needs and service after that they created the dollar everyone didn't like the dollar they're like this paper it doesn't have value now you have value we provide the value to the dollar right. and then they were like well we, we're tired of having dollars boom they come up with a credit card how can we have credit cards if 
we have money. It doesn't make any <laughs> right. sense. People didn't like that. Now we everyone use credit card. No one has cash. So when we shift into crypto, crypto is a decentralized um, money system to trade and don't have a third party between. If you you're trying to trade money to Mexico to here, you have to take the bank. Why? Mm-hmm. It takes forever. Crypto you're just doing constantly and. It's you have a lot of things, crypto. That's one of the largest selling points with crypto is exactly what you just said. Like to get money from from U.S. to Mexico, there is no. It's free. It's free. It's free. And otherwise, you have to. You know what? What is like a money order? What does that cost? I haven't. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's expensive. You lose so much money just to send money somewhere when it's your money. Why? Why do I have to pay you to? Send it somewhere. You it doesn't know? make sense. And those yeah. people are super rich. The people who have <laughs> your money, they're, they're, they're rich for having your money in the right. bank. And then you're just losing the dollar value. Yep. yep. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I do believe the crypto probably not right now is, is really really hard for people to understand the crypto. But I do believe by 30, 2030, it will probably be more normal things over here. As uh, the governor provide value to crypto to use it to trade it will encourage people to use crypto because you're gonna get the benefits if you want to attract people you have to provide some value once again right to use that item so if you want people to use crypto you have to provide something okay use crypto and you will get this amount of point or items or benefit and it's gonna be innovating like that Right. That's what I believe. So, uh, do you do any mining? Mining? Uh, nah, that's, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different that's game right the there. That's the part so I don't s- understand. So, you're just trading? You're just trading crypto? I trade. I trade. Um, I don't really like to do dra- day trading because I, I don't have the time to be day trading. I mm-hmm. look, I like to do mid and long term goals and investment, sorry, um, because it's more, more convenient for the lifestyle that I have right now. Um, mm. But day trading uh, i don't do those it's too risky you have to be on on the on the spot right checking their the graphic know the graphic predict <coughs> the graphic and it's, it's a big deal it's mm-hmm. funny i've always been a skeptic of crypto until the other day and uh i was watching a hunting show and they have this girl young girl you know probably late 20s and she goes on all these extravagant hunts so the guy at the end, he's like, well, how, how are you, uh, you going to support all these hunts? She's like, crypto. She's like, I just do, you know, I don't go crazy, but crypto pretty much funds every single hunt that I go on. Wow. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, when we were at Adams County, I think we talked about it on the one podcast, but you know that they were, they were Adams County shut down crypto mining. Did we did we talk about that? No, of course yes, they did. Right? Yeah. So it's too industrial. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah. Which good. which it did end up being industrial is is yeah, a whole thing. Yeah, it is piggybacked on top of that. Yeah. It takes a lot of power. So how I think exactly, Dave, you can Dave. correct me if, but I'm pretty sure it's probably either, take both of us did right either Weld County or Adams County because Colorado is one of the biggest uh, oil and gas states, right? Mm-hmm. And I think either Weld County was. or Adams County. Huh? Was. 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 Right? Right. But anyway. Used to be. <laughs> Hopefully can be again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm Adams County's got all sorts of wells that are shut down right now. And there's a certain amount of natural gas trapped in these wells 
even if they were doing oil, there's just a, the byproduct is natural gas. Uh, companies were going in and tapping into the natural gas and running uh, generators to run super large computers that all they did all day was mine crypto. And that's what, and so it was free energy to power the generators. Right. Well, because the people that were doing the companies that were doing that, and it's a help to get rid of the natural gas. It's trapped. Nobody can use it. Nobody can get to it. These guys were doing something good. You know, it's dangerous. All this other stuff. And they, they were building like a job box. Yeah. Or or uh, what are the containers called? Yeah. Shipping, shipping container. container. Yeah. Right? And putting their stuff in it, so it wasn't a truce of anything like that. But they didn't go to the county huh. and get permission to do that. So instead of the county looking at it, they just shut it off. You, and how they used it, how they did that jam, was they just used the state regs that they didn't give anybody any plans that they were going to do this. Yeah, there was no drawing, basically. Yeah. So Adams County, the, the county commissioners, you know, when you, when you talk about politics, you just get so <laughs> bitter. You know, they didn't, uh, Adams County commissioners shut them off, but they said, it's not our fault you didn't follow state regs. Yeah, but who ended up shutting them off? State right. didn't show up. <laughs> Adams County did. You know, and you're just like, wow. So, but instead of a study or, or whatever, and, and there were people begging the commissioners to relook at this. And they, they, they had two engineers from the School of Mines. You know, they gave that, their background. That had bought an oil company. That had bought an oil company. That had and, all these, I'm going to call them abandoned wells. Yep. Right? That, yeah. Have all this natural gas that yeah to solve a problem yeah I mean it was it was actually a good thing right no interesting wow. yep. it, it was very interesting it was almost at that level you're like that sounds like an aha moment but I'm not sure I understand it yeah you, <laughs> yeah yeah it's the believer thing Jam I was like well, I don't believe that I don't believe what are they talking about what are they talking about they do what <laughs> yeah. how do they do that <laughs> man. Well, we usually move on to uh, questions from the audience at this point, but we're going to move on to questions from Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have um, a couple questions. Um, one of the first questions that I will ask, I already asked you, Dave, the, the other day at the shop. I feel like everyone deserves to know that question and that answer because what's happening, a lot of people don't really know what's happening. So as we know, we, we're in a tough times. Um, a lot of companies have... Uh, unemploying a lot of people they're sending it back home as we saw the numbers the, the numbers still the same we in september i believe it was september yeah september we had uh, like twenty thousand jobs available they disappeared now we only had ten thousand people have been laid off people uh, company have been laid off people from walmart uh, amazon like you said um, all of the technology companies everyone is firing people and then one of my questions that I asked, because they're preparing themselves for what's coming in 2020 uh, from Q, Q1 or probably Q2. It's going to be really... 23? Yeah, 23. It's going to be really hot, I believe. Um, so I was wondering, wow, all of these people are letting off people, uh, all of these big companies. And I was like, so what's, what's going to happen to the commercial industry in logistics? And then I came up with this question. So in 2008, uh, Jeff Dolly was already over here. Um, um, the question that I wanted to ask was, how did JFW um, survive those days? Because a lot of companies, 
disappear, as we all know. Uh, how is Jeff Dolis preparing himself for this new upcoming um, depression that I'll say, I don't even think that it's a recession. We're in a recession, but we're going to depression as we, if we understand what's happening. Um, all, all of those people lost their jobs. They didn't have anything. And how did they, Jeff W. sustain and survive and made it out of 2008? And how are we going to face new challenges that are coming on the way from, from what's happening right now with the economy? When you asked me that, I was kind of blown away. I didn't expect it from you. Kind of like Jam has mentioned, you you come with all this other knowledge from other areas, and I was so impressed. So just a little recap, I mean, to answer your question or to state how I answered your question when you asked me that a couple of weeks ago, we actually grew in 2008, 9, and 10. We uh, added a transfer truck to do different deliveries, to do multiple deliveries at one time. We added a fertilizer truck. We added uh, three sleeper trucks because we realized there was other work that we could go do. And, you know, before the podcast, we were talking, even in bad times, there's opportunity. Yeah. Right? It just, your opportunity changes. It's what you've been doing now. You have to morph and change and do something else, okay. right? So. Our trucks don't just pull and dump trailers. I mean, in 08, 7, 8, 9, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, whatever it was, we weren't only just pulling end dumps, but we were pulling flatbeds. We were moving oil rigs. The energy boom was going then. You know, I mean, there's there's many options that, that we can go do. There will, there will always be something that needs moved with a truck, and thank goodness our trucks are capable of that. And, uh, you know, that was one of the main things that got us through. Uh, the diversity of doing other things as far as just hauling sand and gravel to a concrete plant. You know, when fuel, that was also when fuel got so high, we were actually delivering, no, no, that was in 04 when fuel got so high. I was going to say we were delivering the fertilizer, but that wasn't then. Yeah, it was just our diversity to get out of that. But where you were so shocked is I told you we grew. Yeah. On paper, we were actually showing that we were making a profit. But we couldn't collect our money. We were working for, and, and the other big thing there, we outlasted so much of our competition. We had so many of our competitors go away and close their doors because they, they weren't prepared or hadn't been through anything like that. You know, being in business, you've, you've always, I don't want to say you've always got plan A and plan B, but you're always pushing plan A with the, hopefully the forethought or the knowledge of, hey, if this doesn't work right, We'll go this direction. And I, I've heard that go so many different ways that how can you be doing plan A well when you're working on plan B? Yeah. I, we just know plan B is there. We're not working on it. I mean, we're, we're full focused on plan A, but plan A can move, morph to plan B pretty easy. So I, there's just a lot of opportunity always out there. You know, you mentioned before the podcast how Chase, Wells Fargo, all the big banks are killing it right now with the interest rates. Right. They're, they're making more money than they, they probably ever have, you know, for or for many years. So is that helping us as a consumer? Absolutely not. Every car loan, every truck loan, every house loan, any loan, your credit card, through the roofs. Absolutely exactly. through the roof, you know. So hopefully a new administration will help with that. Hopefully... New administration here in Colorado will bring back some more energy, you know, some some energy that we have available here in Colorado, and, you know, that'll help our economy. One of the biggest things also for JFW, and I didn't touch upon this, Dennis, was the fact that 
so in in the late or early 80s late 70s and early 80s all colorado was was an energy state and what i mean by that we were oil and gas back in the 80s no way yeah like early 80s or late 70s then we had an energy crisis and we had no oil there was oil prices shot through the roof it was unavailable we couldn't get loads of fuel i mean it was a nightmare in colorado kind of almost basically collapsed and we survived that just just again going through other customers trying to work through other paces other jobs other things that we could do with the trucks and we survived that and in the late 80s they started talking about dia being built and we're like what do we need a new airport for why do we need a new airport and then everybody brought it to us that with new airport is going to come new opportunity and what i mean by that is we won't just be an oil and gas state will now be a tech state, will now be a center hub for the United States as far as cargo goes. We will we can become all of these things. And I mean I remember back it was like eighty seven, eighty eight, it's like, oh my gosh, it was a vote that we all got to vote on yeah. the airport. And you think we're political right now? I mean, we were making arrangements like, hey, this driver needs off. He's got to go vote. This driver needs off. He's got to go vote. You have to vote for DIA to save Colorado. Wow. And luckily it passed and went through and, you know, I mean, it was, it was a big deal, but I don't think any of us knew what that would morph Colorado into, how we've become such a tech savvy state. And I mean, I don't know, you guys help me out. What else is here now other than just oil and gas? A lot of people. <laughs> right? Well, we became, I mean, that's, that's a huge part of our growth too, right. Jim. Yeah, with the airport, we became a geographical hub, as you mentioned yes. before, because of our location in the, in the country. It just created all of this extra business because it had to come through Denver. Right. I'll tell you what, Federico Pena was a visionary. Yes. Because he pushed it. And he a did. lot of people said no. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. don't need an and, airport. And I thought Wellington Webb had a pretty good... Was he before or after Pena? He was after. After? Yeah, he I think, came after DIA. I think he had a fair share to help. If I, 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 I could He be might have been part of like... Um, city government at that time he wasn't yeah. he wasn't like mayor yeah but federico pena was the mayor yeah that pushed they, all that. yeah for sure aren't they talking about some new runways out there they are uh, yeah 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 we like, have seven or eight right now yeah it's slated for 37 or some ridiculous <laughs> oh, number yeah yeah and, yeah and we're i think we were like you said dave like seven but they have 17 in in plans or something like wow. that yeah there's it's a uh, it's quite a place but yeah. of course if <laughs> Adams County lets you build homes right up there. Somebody will complain about it and we'll get yeah. shut down. Well, you know what's so. funny about that, Jim? My daughter and, and her husband, Joey, Sarah and Joey, they live right out there in Reunion. Well, they previously owned a home over in Jeffco, right next to the airport in Broomfield there. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. That little airport is loud it and is. noisy. Little yes. planes buzzing overhead all day long. The big planes are way quieter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's emissions and pollution and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, they all had to meet their regs and stuff, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's funny. What other questions do you have, Dennis? This one is more related to Jeff W. Golds. What are some, if you're possible to know, what are some long and middle terms goal for Jeff W. after the Jack Twenty Three? We can't talk about that. <laughs> I, I knew I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what are some things for 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 us as people who, who invest into the company with the time and value that we provide as a service um, to the needs of their customers. I, 
I mean, everybody can jump in here as they want, but one of our biggest goals, and it is, I guess you could say short-term, it depends what you think is short-term and long-term, but they kind of tie together is our new facility at Yard 23, and the whole big push for that is to bring us all together. We, we despise the separation we have between the two yards and not seeing everyone on a daily basis. Once we can put that together, that facility is going to to hurl us into the future because of the technology that that building will have as far mm-hmm. as being able to make the videos, you know, have these podcasts, uh, have guests in the technology the shop will have. And ultimately, you know, if we can get that done in the next one to three years, again, like I say, that'll catapult us into the future. And I think the growth is unlimited there because it, it will allow us, you can't grow without having people in place to train for the growth, right? right? I mean, you yourself during this podcast brought up, you, we need more training. It needs to be a little slower. It needs to be a little more controlled. So we need people in place to help with that. We could, we could go out and buy 30 more trucks today if we wanted and grow, but we would be doing it out of control and it would just put us out of business. We would have accidents. We would be bringing in people that don't meet uh, our criteria, you know, may not be our culture and whatnot. And it, this just isn't, just isn't an industry you can throw anyone on the road, you know. I, so I we, we have to be methodical about what we do there. And with, with Super Dave doing that, it's just been fantastic. So oh, yeah. if, if anybody else has anything to say about that, I mean, that's my... Did I hear you say? <laughs> did I hear you say? I knew he'd cling on to that. One to three years <laughs> for the building. Yeah. yeah. So as, as soon as a year, maybe three years. But you threw out the, the number one year. That seems pretty quick. I, I mean, I we're we're to the point, Jam. We have to move forward with it yeah. sooner than later. I love you it. Know? So yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting any younger. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, don't. I know it. <laughs> look, look back at that, and, and Jam, you'll agree. Since you've worked here, when we have like our meetings and everything, when we talk about s- stuff that nothing ever gets done quickly, you know, it has to be <laughs> right. it has to be talked about, and you have to go over it and stuff. And you right. you talk about short term and long term goals. Everything seems like a long term goal. Because it just takes a while. It right. feels like it takes a while in our industry. You know, me and Dave have been preaching about, and, and Super Dave can vouch for it, being here 30 years, that, you know, we've been we've been preaching that, you know, at one point they're going to start to recognize the value of drivers and different stuff in our industry and things like that. And, and I see that coming to fruition finally, you know, because everything's moved on a truck and the, the price of fuel and different stuff like that. And and but it's been a long time getting to that point you know we've been we've been struggling uh, you know our whole lives and and struggling as in working hard not struggling like we've just been kicked we've been right. kicked a, kicked a few times but you've been in keep, the fight for a long time right but yeah. we have cameras in the trucks we have new trucks we have you know great drivers good dispatch we have a staff upstairs we have you know, a group of relationship with our vendors and things like that that we've continued to build. And and Dave did a great job, Dennis, uh, describing, you know, 2008 and 2009s and, you know, our B plan. And Dave's right. We don't we don't concentrate on B, but B's there. And, and B is there because we have, we have relationships with vendors that, you know, if we go into bad times, the vendors are in bad times too. Everybody's in the same boat. 
So if we need to stretch our payments 45 days, everybody's going to work with us. But that's because we've built that relationship. You know, over the years, we've put lines of credit in place. We don't ever use them, but they sit there and wait for the what if. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't use those. We don't think about them. They're just there. You know, we try to build a certain amount of cash, which we use all the time in, in replacing equipment, things like that. That's a newer equipment. And we have never done it in my 40 years. We've, we've never laid off. And we have sold equipment back, but we've sold equipment back to purchase new equipment. Okay. But the whole thing is we have new enough equipment that if we need to make some adjustments, we could sell some equipment also. And get us back on the on uh, on the right side of the numbers too, Dennis. And and so all of this all of this rolls in. So you talk about two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and what we learned there. Those are some of our future goals. Also, is to never let us fall in that spot again. Yeah. Just people don't you know like you. I, I believe your question was you know you know what are we going to bring as value to the drivers that have invested in us? Okay. That's one of mine and Dave's worries is, you're right, you've invested in us, so there's no way we can let 2008 or 2009 happen here if we can stop it. You know, it might happen outside our walls, but not inside our walls if we can. And that's, you know, that's customers like Brannon and CMEX, our salt halls that we've picked up, working with Kiwit now. And we've already, we've already seen our work change a little bit as the uh, economic environment has changed. We're looking for other halls that are state-based, uh, city-based, county-based, things like that, that will get us through anything that's happening outside our walls. And again, too, how, we, how we've gotten there is us and our people, like, like Dave said. I mean, I, when we talked about 2008, you know, in that time, Rick Gray, he was a big uh, part of running f- flatbed loads. We, we hauled uh, wood out of where, Florida? <laughs> Iowa. Was that, it? Wasn't it? No, it was Oklahoma, I believe. Yeah, Florida. No, Florida, Oklahoma. Oh, that, yeah, I forget the name of it, yeah, but it was I'm pretty Oklahoma, sure because I was yeah. like, we're going to go to Florida, and then it ended up being like Florida, <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, I, I think that's what it was. But, I'm yeah, sure it, Rick will let us know. Right, right. He'll, he'll correct us. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we, we did all sorts of stuff. And I think the fertilizer was also kind of in that group, Dave, because we were, we were, you know, looking for work. And, and I know it was because fuel. I think fuel was up. We For some reason, I think up. I blended those together. I think the fuel was like 04 and then the, you know, the bad hit in, in yeah. 7, 8, 9. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. But, yeah, just to help out with that answer and, and the – you know, Dave's absolutely right. The short-term goal is that building, you know, and get his under one roof. The and we've talked about it in other podcasts, trying to keep our get our foot on the gas to continue making us better. That is a that is a long-term goal, but that is that is the biggest thing that that worries me, Dennis. That that's a concern because that's the hardest thing. Yeah, we we have to do. And I guess like you're like these interviews with people and, and last week when we, when we, I talked about sharing our puzzle pieces, hopefully interviews with you and other people. And we all share our puzzle pieces because we've built a community. 
we we can get through that. We can bring value every day. Yeah. Would be. Sweet. Yeah, I can't I can't speak about JFW goals per se, but one thing I would like to see for JFW and a personal goal of mine would just be the people. Just have the best and we have some of the best people already. We have great people that work here. I want more of those people. I want more people like you. I want more people like uh, Miguel Dedios that got two compliments in one day from two different people out on the road. You know, I would like there to be a waiting list of people that want to come to work at JFW. You know, and it's like, hey, sorry, we're not hiring right now because we are filled with amazing people. That would be something I'd like to see for the future. Yeah, and that and that takes us and and you guys building our culture, right, Jam? Absolutely. Yep. yep. All right, you want to hit us with another winner? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This one would be zero six nine nine zero six nine nine. Everybody's making notes, writing it down. Zero, Dennis, six, do you know nine, your nine. number? You know your last four digits. I, I do know mine. <laughs> not, not called yet, huh? Yeah, not called yet. That would be funny if you were number four. That, nice. would, that would be ironic. Be funnier if I was. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> you guys have any uh, safety topics? Dennis, you got a safety topic for us this week? Uh, just for the bulker. Um, Great. Yeah, division. Uh, to really be careful where we're going in the top of the trailer to open the lips. It's either in Wyoming or Pueblo or anywhere. It's kind of slippery. Yeah, I put a foot and then almost like good thing I was ready. I grabbed my hands and didn't fall. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. thank you. Great idea. To get yeah, Th- thanks for not falling. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the few cl- times I've climbed up there, Dennis, I think about because I don't like heights <laughs> anyway, and I was like, oh man, this just this just sucks. And pretty soon I'm on down on all fours, right, waddle, waddling my way to right. the, to the yeah. ledge, you know. Uh, so, but that's where. That's where when you get used to the heights, because you can get used to heights, that's where you just walk, and then that's where that one time, that mistake. All it takes know, is one time. Yeah, yeah. We had, uh, you know, luckily the guy is okay, but Holly's work, my wife's Arapahoe Roofing, they had a gentleman fall off one of their roofs, was not tied off, you know, and his fault, but those guys are, they get so used to it that they can do it. And, and all he did was he caught his toe on a piece of wood, on the roof, trip, tripped. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and you say he's okay. Oh, but, I mean, yeah. it's been out of work for that happened two months ago already. Now, yeah, Jim, Dave, or, uh, I mean, it, it, a broken, a broken back, ankles well, heal. That's not okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you mean he's gonna live? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Dave, was, <laughs> I guess that's the reason I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's he, his life has just been yeah. altered. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. And he's, like he's not wiping his own butt yet. <laughs> no, and he's got. Well, hopefully he's doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> but the you know he's got family members that work there, and it was a it was a big deal for Arapahoe Roofing, yeah, you know, because yeah. they're. A, they're an outstanding company with a lot of safety and stuff like that. But it's yeah. that, you know, it's like jumping out of the cab, you know, just that one time and twisting your ankle. And, and uh, yeah, so they they were able to fix his back, um, got all that going. But his longest recovery, from what I understand, is going to be like the ankles and heels. That's going to be wow. the back is nothing compared to getting through that wow. kind of surgery. And, you know, speaking of that, Dustin was in here yesterday, Monday, yep. and uh, he is doing really well. Everything's healing better. But... You know, we haven't shared the pictures, but the pictures he sent us this last time, he's got more steel 
in in his foot and, and, right. and you know holding that together and and uh, trying to get him back on that that whole foot ankle thing is is not good. Uh, yeah. Yep. Just speaking about you know falling off things and being careful. Just from climbing towers, every single person that ever fell off a tower was not tied off. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you use your safety equipment properly and you're doing it the right way, that stuff's there for a reason. But I mean, people just start free climbing. Like, oh, I don't. I, I've done this. I, I've done this a thousand times, and I've never even come close to falling. I could climb up there without tying off. Right. Yeah. Well, you could. You shouldn't. I, so. All of this, I mean, from the minute Dennis started, everything ties into not doing things fast. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that on the safety topics. You know, we had an accident yesterday, and it was due to a fast movement, a yep. fast lane change. Yeah. Yeah, when, when you were stopped, let me just throw that in. Fast movement from stop. Yes. Right. Yes. We, it, nothing it, should have went on because we right. were already stopped. Your, right. Your brain was going too fast. Sometimes mm-hmm. we got to slow down up here in our heads. Yeah. Right. You know. And a lot of times you don't realize that, you know, and that's what Dennis brought up about climbing on top of that trailer. Just slow down, right? I mean, I, we're on the radio a lot about just how people come in the driveway or come out of the driveway. And I'm thinking, gosh, this is, this is base, right? This is where this should be the last place you should be speeding, right. you know, with the owners around or whatever, <laughs> you know, right. and people are just in a hurry. And it doesn't matter whether it's in the truck or in their body or in their personal car or whatnot. Just slow down. You're still going to get just as many loads. Yep. You're going to be safer. You know, you're going to be that guy that got two phone calls on doing a great job. Right. And I bet he gets just as many loads as the guy who who isn't driving like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I've thrown this challenge out there before. If you slow down, I guarantee it's not going to affect your load count. Right. You know what I mean? There's still ways to, to be efficient and, and make a good day. Consistent. Without riding somebody's ass or, you know, making quick lane changes, you know, just, just back it up a little bit. And it really should not affect you at all. Right? No. You know? Well, it, I think it does. But it, from what I've seen, it makes you such so much more relaxed. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy from yesterday, right? He got in a little bit of a rush. He's a guy. He's a hard charger. You know what I mean? Good person. But he goes, right? Well, from being in a rush yesterday, one he had an accident. What does that do? Well, now you got to pull over. You got to wait for the police. You got to have a police report. Got to wait for a JFW representative to get there, right? Then he had to come in, spend thirty minutes talking to us last night, and he still has to go to the safety committee meeting on Friday. My friend, you saved no time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing. You know? Yeah, so. that that was another fast lane down I seventy two. Yep, left lane. You know that whole video was left lane all the yep. way down I seventy, yep. and I'm like. Pfft. Yeah, ten miles an hour over the speed limit. Right. Yeah, just looking, just looking like shit. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, the uh, questions from audiences. I just want because I made a note. Um, I did have Jimmy V call me with a good question about Coors. Hey, Jimmy, we we, we want to check into it before we talk about it, so we have some some knowledge about what you were asking. So I didn't didn't forget about you, buddy. We just want to talk intelligently about it. Yep. Well, do any other safety issues? Just that slow down goes to everything, every aspect of everything you do. It could be sending an email, right? Read it twice. Three times for me. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) just whatever the case may be, you know, looking at greasing trucks in the shop, you can't go through it so fast you miss four zerks. You know, you miss that U-joint on the drive shaft, on on the stub shaft in between the two diffs. 
we lose a U-joint going down the road and a drive shaft flies out. (laughs) It was kind of funny. I guess it was funny and wasn't funny, you guys, but I was going up north. My my son had a swim meet about a month ago up in Fort Collins, a three-day meet. So Friday night, we make the trek up there and everyone knows what it's like. I mean, it was literally bumper to bumper from Highway 7 all the way to Fort Collins and that that road construction there in uh, at the Greeley Loveland exit. I call it the Greeley Loveland exit, but where you get off in Loveland, I mean, it's just always rough, you know, from, from Johnson's Corner North. That's just a rough intersection when you go through there. And uh, it, like I say, it was funny and it wasn't funny, but I had my son and his buddy in the car just because I was like, hey, I'm going up. Either I can ride with you or you guys can ride with me. And of course they were like, oh, we'll just ride with you. That way we can you know, play this game on our phones or whatever. So anyway, I get up and a large portion of the traffic jam right there in Loveland, there was a road truck off to the side of the shoulder there. He wasn't in traffic's way, but he was, you know, slowing traffic up. And we were, I don't know, a couple hundred yards from him, maybe further. And I'm sitting there and I'm in the, I'm in the left lane because people were trying to get over out of his way a little bit and give him birth. So I got over and I'm sitting there and I look down at the left shoulder and there's the front half of a drive shaft out of a truck laying there and i'm like huh i bet that guy's missing his drive shaft <laughs> you know <laughs> sure enough you guys we get up there and it was the whole front section right off the back of the transmission Ooh, which rarely wow. do you see yeah and the whole long part of the shaft out of the diff luckily it was just skating wow. across the ground because the carrier bearing was still holding it oh. and and you know my son looks at me and I, I was like, that's the drive shaft out of that guy's truck, I bet. And sure enough, we get up there and see it. And he's like, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, I know those parts go to the, go to a truck. I'm just putting two and two together. And he goes, what causes that? And I'm like, lack of grease. That is lack of grease or someone took it apart and didn't put it together right. One of two things. Yeah. You know, that's all that causes that. Yeah. Can you imagine that long shaft grabbing a crack? Oh, man. Ooh, it'd Dave be a catapult. R- right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd stand that trailer and that ass into that truck yeah. right, right up. Yeah, man, it could would, be just detrimental. Oh man, yeah. that's rough. Death-defying stunt, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just on a side note, there for everybody in the shop that's listening, you know, you guys, when we do the interviews, I make a point and tell you what's the most important job in that shop, and it's greasing. The number one most important job in that shop is the greaser. Whoever greases the truck, man, you you have to be aware. Grease save lives and saves joints and saves components. It's grease is cheap, is what we say. So anyway, keep greasing, guys. Keep up the good work because we don't have trucks on the side of the road with drive shafts out. Nope, nope. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh-huh. Hey, and just a, one other quick safety topic. Uh, I think Marty Marty hollered out on the radio yesterday. Um, you know, like Friday. Dave's talking or mentioned that it's supposed to be 26 degrees. Make sure you block open those tailgates. Mm-hmm. But with the valves on the side of the trailer, it's easy to block open the gate, you know, open the gate, block the gate open, sh- walk up, shut the dogs, let the dogs sit on the outside of the, uh, yep. the tailgate, sit on the outside of the dogs. Yep. You know, very safe. You just got to remember to open it and close it when you get up to the pit, you know, or, or before then. Uh, don't leave your hammers in them. And then uh, Marty did mention that, hey, you guys, make sure you close your gates and stuff. And I know it's it's kind of like being a Boy Scout or being proactive. I was like, Marty, we got people blocking their gates open. And, you know, like this week, it's it's been 65 to 70 all week and not cold in the mornings. No reason to block the gates open. We're not – we're talking a hard freeze, you guys. That's what tears the seals up and that you can't get the gate open. So 
help yourselves out. You know, be proactive. Think about what's going on the next day. Be ready. Pack your lunch and and you know just just be in tune with your job. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about developing habits too. Yes. You know, in the winter time, you're in the habit because it's below freezing every day, and you're in the habit of opening that tailgate at night. Right now, you're not in that habit. So put a little note on your dashboard. Don't forget tailgate. Right. You know, and things like that. Remember Captain Ron putting the glove on his hand or whatever it was so he wouldn't dump yeah, the I mean, he hauled sand. The sand or... I mean, he was the sand guy <laughs> yeah. to, to the old ready-mixed plant one there on Washington. And yeah. he was the sand guy. He hauled sand every day. And then he'd go get a load of pea gravel or squeegee for him. And he would back up and dump without switching that bin over to squeegee right. and pea gravel. Yep. So yep. after he screwed up two or three times, you know... <laughs> Old man Maroney came to him and was like, how are you going to solve this? And he, he would put that glove on that left hand and he even <laughs> took a Sharpie and wrote on it. So like he would get there and be like, oh, I got to go switch the gate and make sure it's yep. on squeegee or pea gravel. Yep. And he never did again after that. So he'd wear that glove. I mean, what, anyway, any way you can come up with, you mm-hmm. know, to, to not forget that. Yeah, I remember one, once I would start blocking it open, I'd just block it open every day until the winter's. Right. Till, till we yeah, know, like, just getting the yeah. 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 But like, right now, it's not ingrained right. yet because yeah. we're yeah. just coming out of summer. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, summer sure fades fast, doesn't it? I was driving home in the dark last night, and I thought, holy crap, when did this happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. it's been gradual. It's been happening every day. Right. Yeah. You know, and we, we can use the snow, and we all talk about the water and the moisture and all that stuff. But has it not been a beautiful fall? You oh, guys? it sure I mean, has. the trees and the, the leaves and like you said a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, Jan, you step right outside and look at your your, <laughs> yeah. your tree. and Kenosha Pass, I'm just <laughs> Utica Street. <laughs> right. I, I got the same ones on Kearney, man. I don't, I don't know how we do that, but you know, they're, they, were, they were beautiful this year. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Uh, we've had a beautiful season. Yeah. <clears throat> Sue, Dennis, before we move on, do you have any other questions? Well... No, I don't. Okay. We're going to let Soup hit us with his high road hauling and maybe do the last winter, Jim? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so it's funny how this stuff falls together sometimes. We were talking about um, about goals and about um, how being um, – Oh, gosh, I'm losing my words here. But how being comfortable will eliminate your drive and how you you teach that to your children. You know, that one gentleman was loaded and he never told anybody that they were loaded, <laughs> right? right? Um, when I was growing up, my family was always comfortable. You know, my dad always had a good job. My mom was always there. She was there for us. To, you know, cook dinner every day and make our lunches every day and everything. And so we were always comfortable. We never lost our house or, or anything like that. But yet both of my parents instilled a sense of discipline to all three of us kids that by not by, you know, you know, beating us with a, a broom or whatever, but by by the old um, wooden spoon. <laughs> well, my dad had his his paddle, but at any rate, <laughs> he broke it on my sister before I came along. I never got the paddle, but anyway, they did it by example. You know, they did it by doing their very best every day. And you know, when we do the interviews, we talk about that about bringing your your honest value to your job, to your family, to 
everything you do every day and you dennis it's been amazing you've been talking about value this whole podcast so that will come from each individual's self-discipline your ability to to um you know balance yourself through every adversity and jam you said parenting is a tricky subject i think everybody has their own way and you can achieve achieve the same goals however different way that you go about it right so except for with the paddle these days right can't do (laughs) that's illegal now (laughs) um so we're going to talk about self-discipline and why it's important for thousands of years discipline or self-discipline has been touted as a characteristic of leaders champions heroes role models and anyone who is considered successful in ancient greece there was a sofa sign an ideal of excellent character and soundness of mind that leads to moderation self-control and balance in most religious traditions like buddhism christianity islam and hinduism self-discipline is also very important No matter where you look, self-discipline always comes up when people talk about improving their lives. It can be defined as the development of new habits, the regulation of emotions and actions, and intentional focus. So here are some things self-discipline can do for you. Discipline builds good habits. Do you have bad habits in your life? Research shows building new habits is more effective than simply trying to stop a bad habit. New habits can still be challenging, which is why discipline matters. When you commit to your new habit consistently, it becomes easier and eventually more natural. As a result, you're also able to set aside those bad habits. Discipline helps you stop procrastinating. Procrastination is a common problem. We've all struggled with putting things off and waiting for that magic moment we feel ready. When you're disciplined and have formed good habits, Your ability to get things done doesn't depend on how you feel. Discipline helps you manage your time better by forming better habits and not procrastinating. You can save a lot of time on different tasks and making better use of the time you have. Time management is one of the best skills you can develop because it applies to just about every area of your life and discipline helps you build that skill. Discipline helps you achieve your goals. Everyone has goals in life. Work goals are very common. But goals can also include things like learning a new language or getting a better hobby or an exercise goal. You need discipline to get what you want. It won't happen overnight, and discipline ensures you build new habits to stop procrastinating and effectively manage your time. Discipline boosts your self-esteem. There's nothing quite as satisfying as forming new habits and breaking old ones and meeting your goals. These victories significantly boost a person's self-esteem, which makes it easier to continue to being disciplined. You'll feel confident in your ability to stick to a routine, manage your time, and resist procrastination. Discipline helps you master things. The vast majority of people who are uh, the best at what they do have one thing in common, and that's discipline. They often wake up at the same time every day, have a routine they always follow, and commit to self-improvement through continued education or training in their field. Discipline makes you more reliable. A lack of discipline can have significant effects on your life. As an example, if you aren't good at time management, you might struggle to meet deadlines, to go to events and appointments on schedule, or spend enough time with your loved ones. You can get a reputation for being unreliable. 
Discipline improves your ability to manage challenging emotions. Discipline applies to your emotions as well as your habits. No emotions are bad, but some are more challenging than others, and anger is a good example. Luckily, if you have discipline, then it, when it comes to this emotion, that doesn't mean suppressing it. Discipline helps you learn to manage it and express it healthily. Discipline in one area affects discipline in others. The interesting thing about discipline is that it doesn't form in isolation. That means while you may be focusing on just one area of your life, being disciplined expands into the rest of your life too. And discipline helps reduce stress. Discipline in general makes life less chaotic. This helps people feel more control and in control and grounded. Everyone experiences stress, but when you're disciplined, you'll most likely feel less stressed than before. And better time management can play a big role in that because many hold stress when they're rushed and not using their time well. So all those things can help you improve your life and uh, it will always affect other people around you as well. And I love the quote this week. It is so true, but discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Wow. By Jim Rohn. Great quote. That is cool. Great high road hauling. <clears throat> yeah, that one was deep, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough a, to be self-disciplined sometimes, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, it's it's yeah. one of the hardest, right? Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as, you know, brushing your teeth every day. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, or twice a day or, or whatever. Right. Just, the, you know, not going to Burger King. You know, Jam, like you've you've been... You know, really well disciplined with your food Trying. lately, and yeah, it's it's a it's tough. Yep. But you're feeling that accomplishment now. Oh yeah, I like doing hard things. Yeah, yeah. makes I, makes you stand out. I mean, yeah. Dave, Steve Prefontaine, one of the fastest runners in the world back in the day. I have a quote that that I just love of his, but it kind of goes right with your high road hauling, and it says, "To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift." Yeah, you know, and that's what Dennis has been talking about, yeah. right? He's been given a gift from from his ancestors, basically, and if he doesn't take advantage of that and do his best, it's going to ruin that. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it is funny how all these tie together, you know, in in the end. So, absolutely, yeah, it's disrespectful. Jim, you want to hit us with the last winner? We'll yeah, get some final yeah. thoughts going. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So it is zero three seven two. Zero three seven two is the last four of the final winner here, and again, thank you for last week's winner paying it forward. We appreciate that. <laughs> right? Who was that? Uh, <laughs> Josh and Jeff. Josh and Jeff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully four people can come in and, and get their money. You yeah. know what I'm But if not, man. if not, wow, so that's, we'd that's six hundred bucks next week. Six hundred bucks. Huh. I mean, we it's should, like we should talk about Nobody it. Nobody right? won that $850 uh, million, and now it's a billion this year. Yeah, it's is a billion. It, yeah. is yeah. it really no mm -hmm. one won? Wow. I mean, we should talk about it, and I, I don't know how you guys will feel, but let's say, so we're giving away four. Let's say one person claims it again. So now we got 300 rolling into next week, right? So that would be F 400. F oh, no, F 500 again, yeah. right? Should we do one winner and change their, change their Christmas? <laughs> I think it's better to spread it. Yeah. yeah, let everybody you know get yeah. get that opportunity rather than just one. What I, that's right. just my what what I thought we'd run into, and maybe I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to donate the hundred. Ooh, 
but I, I, I thought somebody would come to us at some point. Not that you need to do that. I don't, right. I don't, I'm not trying to take away from it, but if I was waiting for somebody to win the 100 bucks and then donate it forward uh-huh. and just see. Donate it to their favorite charity, to a person. Or to, or to the, this fund. Go, nope, uh-huh. I don't need the 100. Let's put it back in. Ooh. Wow. So I just I just thought that maybe, you know, because I'm sure we have some some family members here that could use it. You Absolutely. Know, just like you're saying, Jim. If my number gets called, I'm taking 100. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just you're going hunting, though. You need, you need the cash, <laughs> that's, right? <laughs> that's ammo. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. If they donated to charity, or is JFW going to match it? <laughs> oh, man. We're sure. already donating. <laughs> that's that's sure. true. That's like a double donation. <laughs> Great point, Dave. Great point. Uh, All right, guys. Let's hit us with uh, some final thoughts. I'll just kick it off. My final thought right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger man point. is on yeah. it. <laughs> it's just it's just really not profound, so I want to get it out there. <laughs> and then you guys could dig deep and give your heartfelt final thoughts jim you give your closing argument you know <laughs> so my final thoughts is just there's people getting sick right now jr's jr's out today i know jim last night you were kind of like what's going on maybe i'm getting sick yeah. you know people are starting to be sniffly take care of yourselves you know take your vitamins wash your hands a lot wear a mask if you want but try not to spread that through jfw yeah, and you're, you're back to that little, you know, more and more people are going to be inside, so it's more and more door handles, things yeah. like that, because it's cold yeah. outside. People aren't spending their time. Yeah. So clean your door handle. I don't know what was on that door handle that you cleaned last <laughs> night, Jim. But. I don't know. It was not a good-looking material that was on the door handle. <laughs> must yeah. When Mikey wouldn't open the door handle, <laughs> that says something, because yeah. he'll put his hands in anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just be mindful of your neighbors. And, yeah. And, you know, if you're sick and you're getting out of a truck and you know you're not coming in the next day, maybe wipe it down yeah. uh, for the next guy and stuff like that. So. Absolutely. COVID absolutely. is running its rounds right now, too. Is it really? Yeah. yeah I uh, mean, both of my neighbors have it. Really? Had it. Yeah. Just this last week, they're just getting over it. Uh, Mike Fury's got it currently. Uh, really? To a kid, to uh, Sam's kids on the swim team have it. I mean, it's just right. making its little run. You know, and, and luckily, it's just a cold. Right. None of them are... They're like, oh, I got COVID. I'm staying home. Right. You yeah. know, nobody's nobody's dying, right? So. Yeah, it's just with. I mean, yeah, I don't have COVID. I just didn't feel that good. Don't still don't feel good this morning or whatever. Whatever it might be, it's just the inconvenience right. of, of feeling that way. When maybe you know, could have washed my hands one more time. Could have taken more vitamins. Could have helped myself. Maybe jam. You just yeah. never know. I just you know? I just get so paranoid about because every year my hunting trips the same time. Of year, I'm like, <laughs> oh right. Yeah, yeah. Just as the fall starts, yeah. kids back to school. I don't want to. Right. Yeah, I don't want to get sick. Yeah. So, thanks for not coming in today, Jr. Because he sits right next kids. to me. Yeah, they spread it every year. Absolutely, absolutely. Damn kids, <laughs> yeah. what are they thinking? Uh, just right quick on on I mentioned it earlier in the podcast on on making a difference. I kind of looked up what it takes to make a difference, and and like I said, I mentioned it that you know sometimes it has to take something extraordinary or unconventional to to make a difference. And a, a guy that had done some research on it and stuff and talked about it, and and all of us can make a difference, which I I think we all believe in. And his his little piece of what was the three T's, um, time, talent, and treasure. And uh, he said, you know, instead of, uh, and I, I can use what we do around here sometimes, or not around here, but people do, is, you know, I can sit and look at TikTok videos at night, or I can take and tutor somebody. 
You know, I can help somebody with their, their math or, you know, maybe they, they need to learn how to drive or something like that. That, that would be my, my time. I can give that instead of, you know, watching some, you know, breaking bad or something he said, you know, and his other one was talent. And he said, uh, you know, I, I own a construction company and he said, I have, I have the money where I can do some different stuff. And he said, uh, and it was kind of along what you were talking about earlier, Dennis is, uh, his construction company has several videos about different kinds of construction in his business. He said, I, I could make a, a, any kind of video and put it out there for free that's just a, a self-help video. And he says, that, that would just go, go all over the place. And he said, that would, that would be a talent I have or something I have capable of doing. And then he talked about his treasure. And he said, you know, that's a, that's a tough description. He said, what is, what is a treasure? And he said, you know, everybody thinks of money or what you hold dear. You know, it could be sharing your home with somebody or, or giving somebody your car or those are all your treasures. And uh, you mentioned it, Dennis, because I, I looked at the figures that your podcast name is one in seven million, right? Yeah. Well, he, he stated that, you know, him and his wife, if, if they're, they're lucky – they go out to dinner, a fairly nice restaurant, have some wine or a drink, you know, and they leave for, I don't know what he said, a hundred bucks, you know, a hundred, 120 bucks, whatever, whatever it might be. And he said, but if I would take that money and he said, me and my wife stayed home and he said that, that, that would be my treasure. Spending time with my wife is my treasure. He said, there's 7.2 billion people that drink water that, that are, have drinking water. 800 million of those people do not have clean drinking water. 800 million. And he said, if I took my $100 in some kind of program that would bring drinking water to those people, what kind of value am I giving to those people? Right. And so I just thought no matter what that, what that change is, you know, that maybe all of us could give maybe some time, some talent, and some treasure up and see if we could make a difference, no matter how small it was. Love that. Good, Good final stuff. argument, Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure glad you guys don't re- rebut me or rebuke. What is the word? <laughs> you don't argue Cross-examine. back. Cross-examine. Cross-examine. Yeah. Does, does the defense rest? <laughs> I, I, I rest. I'm looking forward to closing arguments only because I've been in jury duty all week. I'm hoping to hear closing arguments today so I can right. get the hell out of there. Right, you went out. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to hurry up with the podcast because i got to head to jury duty. I laugh, it's my third job. I have JFW, IPOC, and now jury duty this man, week. It's like, oh my I, gosh. I can't remember who I was telling, but I was like, oh man, Dave White's got jury duty. Like <laughs> That guy's got to be losing his mind in there. I'm sure he's doing a good job. But he's got a lot of shit going on, and that's just one more thing. He can't do anything while he's doing that. Man, it's so tough, too, Jam, because they were like all these witnesses and stuff yesterday. And I have my phone off, right? I have my phone off so it doesn't buzz in my pocket. But I don't even know how to shut my watch off. So my watch is like, (laughs) and I'm like trying to look all cool. Like I just kind of look down at my watch, like slide the button, like nobody's looking at me. And I. Now my vision's getting bad enough. I almost need to bring glasses to read my watch. I'm like, all right, I just got to focus on one thing at a time. It'll be there. It'll be there. So uh, I, just only because I'm babbling already, I'll move on to my closing closing <laughs> argument, my final thought. So Dennis, <clears throat> when, when uh, we talked in the parts room, what's that been, three weeks ago now? It's been a while. It's been a minute. I believe so. Yeah. 
you said something to me and it shocked the heck out of me and I was dumbfounded and I guess I'm going to start my statement with with uh or thought with uh I'm sorry for one of the things you may have to deal with because you hit me and said these words and I, I correct me if I'm wrong you said a lot of people think because you're from a third world you're dumb right yeah right and maybe because your English isn't perfect or something right. like that, right, to that effect. Well, number one, I, I mean, I'm just going to do a quick comparison here. You speak two languages. I only speak one, right? Or you may speak more languages. I don't I'm know. i for the Arabic already. <laughs> <laughs> Not the basic. Wow, that's awesome. So almost three languages, and I only speak one. Your information you know about the world is hands down far greater than mine because I find myself living and spending my life in this JFW bubble to continue to to grow this. Uh, just so many things, and I it bums me out that people would would think that, and I believe there are tons of people that do think that that you'd be ignorant or dumb, but when in fact they're the ignorant or dumb person. Because they think that. Yeah. And it just, it saddens me to, to realize there's people in the world like that. And, you know, I hope here at JFW, we don't ever think that of people, you know, or treat someone like that. And, and uh, I, yeah, I just, those are kind of my, I don't know that they're closing thoughts more as they are words or whatnot, you know, to just realize the world we live in is is bigger than your bubble you know we talk about we always trying to explain to everyone hey you need to look at the whole pie not just your piece of the pie right mm -hmm. i mean that goes out to not just jfw that goes out to your life that goes out to your family that goes out to your friends every bit of that you know so you've probably traveled the world far far more than me and all of those things so i thank you for being here being a guest being how how nice and polite and just being a great human being. So thank you for being here, Dennis. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I do want to piggyback on that a little bit because I've experienced what you're talking about. Wait a minute. I thought you were done. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he found some profoundness. <laughs> not even profoundness, but, you know, I feel like Dennis stands out. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you talk to Dennis, Dennis, I've never thought, thought for a second that you were dumb. You know what I mean? I thought you had an accent, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought, what did he say? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> I, I, know, I mean, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, if anything, he's made me pay attention. I'm like, what did he just say? Yes. <laughs> right. So Gotta listen closely. When, yeah. when he starts off in a casual conversation, then he hits you with some something you got to think about. I mean, it almost makes me feel dumb. Right. Exactly. You know, like, how come I don't know anything about this? Do I want to know anything about this? <laughs> Why does he want to know about this? Does he care more about the world than me? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think Dennis stands out. So, you, you know, he's definitely caught me off guard and not to think that you were dumb, Dennis, but just like, holy cow, wow, this guy's got a lot more to say than I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he says it with a cool accent. So, right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 we ran into that the other day, you guys, not to keep harping on this, but George in the interview mentioned how people... He's from South Africa. People, meant, you know, judge them, you know, the third world country as being right. stupid, you right. know. And, and I was shocked that he said that because I've never thought that. And, you know, George loves to chat and show his his home and stuff like that. The other day he, he got, he, you know, we were talking and he, and he showed me a bunch of pictures about what he used to do there mm -hmm. and the equipment and the cranes and all that kind of stuff. And 
neat shit, way different than us. But you can't you can't run that kind of stuff and do those kind of stuff there, even if it's there, right? And, and not be, be sharp, not right? Dennis, do you know George? You guys might want to. No, I, no. <laughs> By the way, if you guys don't know who Dennis Lopez is, he drives 0030. He's uh, pretty quiet until he's not. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get you thinking. So. Yes. Sue? Um, you know, I'm just going to piggyback on what Jim was saying earlier about making a difference. And I was reading an article the other day. Uh, I don't remember his name, but everybody knows Colonel Sanders from uh, Kentucky oh, yeah. Fried Chicken. I forget his name. It's not Sanders. It's something else. But anyway, he started that chain of restaurants when he was 72 years old. Holy cow. Really? You might think, well, I can't make a difference or I'm too old to make a difference. But everybody can make a difference, even if you're 72 years old. Yeah. And I think, you know, you'd have to look at the stuff, Dave, but read some stuff on him and he through bankruptcies and bankruptcies and trial and error and still was willing to to try and then succeeded sure you know i want to i want to background check this too because they were talking about people that that have lots of money but they were making lots of money and what they did with it and it happened to be professional sports people and Shaq was one of them that came up in his stuff and and how rich he is today but through his whole uh, nba career he only lived on 25 percent of what he made so he banked the other 75 percent and they went through of what his holdings are now and he owns like i don't know i'm gonna make this stuff up and like i said i want to fact check it but it was like 150 donut shops 20 steakhouses 13 or 14 grocery stores and i mean it's just his portfolio and he's done it with all the money that he saved and and you know helping people and i get there's discipline I know he's huge with Ring Doorbell. Yep. I mean, when that first came out, he was like, what? Because he wanted to have a a security system put in his house. And they came and gave him a bid. And it was some ridiculous amount, tens of thousands of dollars. And he went to Walmart. And he's like, well, I can buy that for $99. (laughs) I want to do business with that company. And then the next thing you know, they were, they partnered, you know, and they were connected. And that, yeah, yeah, Jim, he's, he is tied to so many things and such an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, and goes through all that stuff. I mean, when, when Sam was doing his official visit there at UNLV, one of the big things they get to do is take you to restaurants and all the kids on the team that get to go on that deal, they were so excited to go to a place called Big Chicken. And I'm kind of sitting back as a parent, like, <laughs> come on, man, I'm in Vegas, and we're going to Big Chicken, <laughs> right? And it was just a sandwich chicken shop that had chicken sandwiches, and Shaq owned it. It was it was world-renowned there in Vegas. It was unbelievable chicken sandwiches. Mm. And, I mean, anybody that knows that guy, they have a chair in every one of the restaurants that is his size, and you never know when he's going to walk in and order something and go sit in that seat. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. They have pictures of him. He just pops in. Like if he's in Vegas, he's like, oh, I got to go by there and get a big chicken sandwich. And, and he does and sits at that table in mm. his chair. And, you know, it's, it's, cool. it is. It's neat stuff. So, Dennis, you got some final thoughts? Yeah, I do. It's about value. Once again, um, oh. discipline. Uh, the only difference between the one who make it, the husband make it is literally we all have the same goals, but some of them don't make it. And the reason why is the system behind and the discipline of doing what you got to supposed to do, even though how you feel, it doesn't really matter to your goals. So you have to put your work. Um, do it with value. Do it right. Keep it in your head. That's all I got to say. That's great. All right. Yeah. 
Good job, Dennis. Thank you for being here too, buddy. Nice job. Thank you for inviting me, guys. Great job. Let's wrap up with the creed and keep on keeping on. Are we ready? Yep. Yeah, let's do it, dude. (laughs) Cool. Together Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. Good job. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.